back on the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Oh no, what happened? Except now maybe it's the future Millennium Falcon. Why could you jump at the place? Bro? Trash compactors. Yeah. Give me hey. the trash compactor. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to the Millennium. I should not say. <laughs> Back. Uh, this is the uh, I don't know what we're calling. We need to need to get an if, especially if we're gonna keep on doing Star Wars podcast between now and next year, like right. just randomly. Well, our Star Wars kind of a little bit of a title for, yeah. for, the, for the time of year. This is technically like our Star Wars holiday special. Ah, exactly. Right? There you go. The boy howdy Star Wars holiday special starring yeah. Bill Mudrin, Conley Smith, Jimmy Pressler, and Mike Russell. I want to play Lumpy. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've seen the Star Wars holiday Arthur? special in like 20 yeah, years. Yeah, you can totally be B. Arthur. Excellent. Have I you guys seen be, that thing? I get to be first appearance of animated Boba Fett. Great. Yeah. That's <laughs> Conley yeah. wins. Yeah. That's the only... I, I watched that Boba Fett cartoon, and that is that holds up, actually. Yeah. It's not too bad. I know. Yeah. The, the holiday special as a whole is miserable garbage. Ooh. But... <laughs> I've only seen it once on VHS like 20 years ago. I have that... I have the gentle giant like animated maquette version of Boba Fett, and they really? did like a paint variant of that that looks like the holiday. So special it's like version. a film sculpt, That's but with funny. the color of. It's um. Have you seen the like animated style maquettes that they do? Yeah, they, exactly. They, yeah. yeah, the like Star Wars. Well, I know like they, they have Firefly ones for like like there's one company Quantum Mechanics or whatever they they pretty much pretended what if Firefly was an animated series and then yeah. it came out yeah. a little maquette. These are like they have, but also, they, they have a like really cool like Star Wars series of. Of, uh, like they're gorgeous. Like that. They're really cool. I've never heard of this. Okay. I'll show you a picture. We have we have the Boba Fett one, and yeah, I guess they did uh, a like. Do they have ones it. for? I mean, they don't have a holiday ones. special variant. Yeah, they yeah. did. It, it. I wish I could have found that one. Do they have ones for like droids and the Ewok adventure. <laughs> they have one of R two and C three PO. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's like droids. Man, it's, I was talking to somebody recently. Close to that style. They were like, oh man, Ewok Adventures is like one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, despite being a TV movie. Or oh, that was like Foley. That. It was, was on Boy Howdy. And I think that was like, like one of her first like, big Star Wars yeah. things. Yeah. That is the most traumatizing follow up TV movie ever because the follow up Ewok Adventure movie. Uh, it was called like the Battle for Endor or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah. It opens them, yeah. the, the the second movie opens with most of the cast of the first movie being killed. See, I right never in saw front of you. Oh, that's right, because the first one is about, like, the kid gets lost and they're trying to find her family, right? Yeah, And then yeah. the second one, yeah, the family... Everybody but the little girl gets yeah, killed in the, at the top of the second yeah. one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. The, this is the holiday special one. It's a really like, weird, cool, creepy, like, super weird animated I mean, yeah. style. Oh, that is pretty At least cool. I remember I like that way when I was 12. I remember, like, the fire in the smoke. Or whenever it came out. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway, yeah, we're here talking about uh, Star Wars. Actually, no, what we should talk about. I've brought you guys here. We're going to figure out who needs to direct the next Star Trek movie. It's <laughs> the most important podcast uh, topic of the day. Uh, uh, give, it to, uh, give it to Riker. Whatever. Yeah, that? well, people got disappointed because they actually announced like the short list of, I guess, directors they're looking at. Riker was not on this. Uh, whatever. Pissed off. Um, I thought it was a pretty good short list. I, I don't remember exactly everybody who's on it, but I think the guy who did Moon is on there, yeah, right? Yeah, Duncan Jones. Duncan he, Jones. He flat out came out and said, if I, I need to do something that's my own project after doing World of Warcraft. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. And I know yeah. after getting burned on Ant-Man, Edgar Wright isn't into it, but I was like actually... He was the first one, they actually said, hey, if this if you want this movie, it's yours, and he was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta think Cornetto. of what the next food after Cornetto is and start yeah, again. what a fucking year for that! For like starting off, oh man, Ant Man's gonna be great. Well, I guess no more Ant Man, but maybe I can do Star Trek. But now nah, I'm not gonna do Star Trek. I'm gonna hang out with Farrell all fucking year, I guess. Yeah. What the hell happened there? Um, we can talk about today's the 25th anniversary of The Simpsons starting. 
That's pretty cool. Uh, 25 mm. years ago uh, oh, today, wow. Simpsons on a roasting, roasting on an open fire, I think it was called. The, 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 the show started off with a Christmas special, which I watched live. Yeah, me too. I remember that. It was a stupid, I didn't think it was a cartoon, and I was like, you know, 12. I'd be mm-hmm. there, so I wasn't watching that. We could talk about Cuba. <laughs> Let's talk about talk Cuba. about everything. Oh, normalizing relations with Cuba. Yeah. High well, time. About time. I guess we didn't run out of anything to talk about. The only thing to talk about yep. is Star Wars. Star Wars. And the world is specifically, I wasn't quite sure if we had enough material to justify a podcast, but then I realized that tomorrow, December 18th, is we're exactly one year out from a new Star Wars coming out. Yeah. Unless it gets changed at the last minute. It better not. I want that. I want it right now. I want to watch Why it Why do we still watch some, some Star Wars movie? It'd be super cool. But yeah, uh, yeah, I can't imagine they would change it because... We've got a nice, patient, long, generous year to do post-production and... Make it as good as they can. Yeah. That's... And the, it's funny, because in the original Star Wars movies, I think they had a year of post-production for those movies. But starting with the prequel movies, George Lucas did two years. But then again, he also did all kinds of reshoots, and he kind of needed two years, because he kept yeah. on fucking around with his movies as they were being I made. bet they're going to try and lock this movie down as mm-hmm. tight as possible. No, there's no reason, because sure it sounds like nice they filmed it in, like, yeah. There was some interview with Bob Iger recently, and he's like, this is a, this is a $4 billion movie. Basically, he's like, I guess he's brought that up to JJ several times. He's like, no pressure. Yeah. It's the four billion dollars. <laughs> Disney having all the Marvel state of movies and stuff. There's not like mm-hmm. there's not they don't have a lot of opportunity to move movies around because they have such a huge, crazy locked in slate for the yeah. next twenty. You know, not twenty years, but until twenty twenty. You know. I always, um, that, I always find that a little nervous making when they're when they, the executives like, hey, this is how much money it's going to make if you. Make sure not to offend anyone or challenge yeah, any sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, G.J. Abrams doesn't understand this costs a lot of money. There's a lot riding on his shoulders, yeah. but it's funny that the guy would come up and be like, yeah, $4 billion. That's for the building. Yeah. So oh, sorry, I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. In this podcast, we are, uh, it, for those who don't know, this is taped in Bill's uh, basement studio. Oh, and what happens is, is that there, uh, Bill has an Apple TV screensaver with the most bizarre set of hand-selected photos. Yes. That it, and it scrolls in this ever-ending slideshow. So we'll all be talking, and then we'll look over, and, and there will just be... And picture will be up filling the whole right. fucking or TV. Or in exactly, this case, yeah. it was a office in San Francisco that the Department of Death building in Grim Fandango was based off of. And I've gone this? into that building just because it's based on that. Oh, really? Yeah. And this, yeah. so Bill's slideshow causes us <laughs> to tunnel was, into our nostalgia was that memory like holes. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. I had no yeah. idea. I just liked that it was a pretty picture. That's yeah, funny yeah, that, yeah. like, yeah, you're like, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is kind of like you get oh. a jolt of, like, weird nostalgia every time you look at it, and then you're also um, mortally wounded in your eyeballs. Yeah. In the <laughs> next frame. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll just look at this for the next hour and a half while we're recording. Okay, let's I see. can't remember if I've ever pulled this out before. <laughs> it's, my, it's my signed photo, George Lucas, that says, what's it say? May the force be with you. Please, God, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me retire finally. I'm getting divorced. Oh, George. This is my uh, dad when I was, I think it was like my 10th or 11th birthday. He got me a signed photo for yeah, George it Lucas. Says, yeah, Bill, yeah. may the force be with you. And it is a young George Lucas surrounded by Ewoks. I would Ewoks like, in 3 When he was... Uh, Lucas is kind of kind of handsome. He's kind of young yeah. and handsome. He's got a little bit of a... He's got a little, um... Little, uh... Little, uh, Muppeteer Jim Henson action he going on. He set aside a month out of every year. So, okay. Feb- okay, this Friday is going to be A through D of people's first names I can fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make out, like, signed photos, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of like uh, designing the uh, personalized, uh... 
license plates at a gift shop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Which never have my name. Really? Not Conley? Never. Conley is not a Star Wars name because it's just Conley. It's not like yeah. Susan or something like that. No. Yeah. Have you heard my name? Is there a story behind your name? Uh, uh, boring story. Um, my mom once met someone named Conley and thought it was cool <laughs> because she has a sister named Connie, a sister named Linda, and her mom's name is B. So she thought if you mush them all together, it could be Conley. Oh, that's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's sweet. It's, uh, a last so you're name. a mashup. Your name yeah. <laughs> is a mashup of a vaguely uh, alike-sounding mashup. Right, exactly. That's very nice. It's normally a last name or a guy's name, so that's a lot of fun. Did you know that Leia Weathington, her, she's actually named after Princess Leia? Yes. Her parents were like that And she doesn't geeks. like Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> well, she, uh, at least but, her like, conversations with me, she's actually been kind of nice about Star yeah. Wars. She's never come out to me and said, like, fuck Star Wars. No, right? it's... it's Kind of understandable though, like if you're named after Princess Leia. Oh yeah. I can understand growing up and then not liking Star Wars. Well, at least she's yeah. a little bit yeah. younger than because she had. If she uh -huh. were me, like me and Mike's age, growing up while Star Wars was such a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you had the prequel stuff, but like the original Princess Leia, she, she would have like fucking shot herself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a friend of the show, Ryan McCluskey, and I were once in a play with a woman named Annette Pettit, who got to choose her own Annette middle Pettit. name, and she chose Indiana. Nice. After Indiana Jones. <laughs> Annette Indiana Pettit? And Annette Pettit. And, and Annette Pettit she had is two great. Middle again, names. Star she had two Wars middle thing. names, yeah. and one of them was Indiana, and Aww. she chose herself. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, so we're going to talk about... Should we go, go down our list here? Do you have What's that? What's the list? Yeah, this is before everyone just showed up and we're drinking beer, so it's kind of informal tonight. Uh, actually, right before we started talking, uh, talking on the podcast, uh, Conley and us, we, had, we tried to figure out so what did you guys say? J.J. Abrams said... Uh, Someone asked him if the numbers on the fake tops cards that they put out when they revealed the names had any significance. And he yeah. said yes. And, so, and yes. so we've been comparing the numbers on the released cards to the old cards and just puzzling. And being like, what does it mean? Which, what does it mean? For it's anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, they released Star Wars... J.J. Abrams chose a really funny way to reveal the names yeah, of the characters the in The Force Awakens. Yeah, he he exactly. made reproductions of the original 1970s Topps trading cards, which I... I brought my own personal so, yeah, set we're of into the yeah that got, into that's why I got to look it up this stuff yeah but um yeah and and any basically gave them weird numbers like the BB-8 card which is the little it's robot 11, on yeah. the soccer ball is what number eleven how is that right. supposed to, I still don't understand how BB-8 works because it's so weird that like he's really just got an R2D2 head on top you'd think like the bottom of his head would be like more flesh with the surf round surface of the soccer ball that he no, I think he's sort of magnetized on there. Well, I think we haven't it's seen probably... what he looks like from the front or anything. Like, so he probably flies apart and but does all kinds of crazy Apparently he's a physical prop, too. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the... Yeah, yeah that's super cool. And he makes cute little me 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 He's a little robot baby. <laughs> yep. That's why he's yeah. called Baby This is the baby year eight. that all, all Star Wars kept trying to make our new R2-D2s because the Rebels has that, that robot going... That's right before you guys came over. I saw that Lucasfilm put out like a YouTube animated like holiday greetings card. And it's uh, it's the fucking asshole R2-D2 fucking up good R2-D2. And I was just part of it. I was just like, get the fuck out of here, asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. R2-D2 would be schooling that have dude. You, 
No, have you watched the cartoon? I Star actually... Wars We're talking about Star Wars Rebels. Where the fuck asshole R2-D2 for that? Well, yeah. well <laughs> before we get into that, should we rather yeah. should say we did... I kind of interrupted with our explanation, but what did the... We, did we figure out what the card numbers... You're pro. You we, like to keep shit on track <laughs> and in order. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about how the, 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 the cards that J.J. Abrams released had numbers associated with yeah. them, and then Conley and Jimmy sort of dug in and tried to find out what those... I not even heard about them. What the numbers on the original top series might be that corresponded. And right. So some of them make sense. Like the one of um, Ray yeah. on her speeder. I love that we she has a name we call her Ray. Right. Oh, you know Ray. Correspond, it yeah. corresponds to Luke with his speeder. I know. Yeah. So that one makes sense. But then there are some of them that we're just baffled and trying to, to like graft some bit of meaning out of it. The one of the John Boyega card corresponds to R2-D2. That's what it was, yeah. On the, on the, on the Rebel Starship. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't Although make any sense. he's R2-D2's friendly Imperials and John oh, Boyega maybe kind of... But that's what he said. Like, this, maybe yeah, yeah. if any of this makes sense, which, again, there's no proof that there actually is. Like, maybe once you see the movie and go back and go like, oh, I yeah. kind of see that's an abstract relationship between that right. film and the original And then trilogy, the, but, yeah. the, um, like, villain person with the crazy Kylo lightsaber. Kylo Reno or whatever. Right. Yeah. He, his card was corresponded to Luke and C-3PO on Tatooine. Which that doesn't, unless unless his sword talks and is a really funny character in the movie. <laughs> like, I'm well, not quite sure. Here's like, my theory on that one. What, yeah. When Luke and C-3PO are on Tatooine, they're going and they go off to meet Ben Kenobi, right? Yeah. yeah. And they go off to meet a mentor. I think that dude in the snow with the lightsaber is going off to meet a, his evil mentor. And it could be Luke could be Luke. Who knows? Did we? Oh, yeah, so we've, like, well, again, we haven't recorded That's a bit of a reach, made. but yeah. that's There's all theory. kinds of spoilers and rumors and stuff. Can we, should we talk about, like, that's, like, kind of the big spoil thingy that people, that's a big rumor that's been floating around is, like, Luke Oh, turns, that Luke is a bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah. they find Luke at the end of the movie, and it turns out he's, like, some kind of evil robot, and he's, like, mold, you know, I don't know. He's, I don't believe that theory. Yeah. I think that, it, first of all, I know the fan art that's leaked is of a cyborg guy. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. are now saying that's probably Max von Sydow. Yeah, because he's yeah. supposed to be um, a cyborg, yeah. yeah. But, so or the villain. He has some kind of weird ties to the original trilogy that, like, they're saying once you see this movie, you're like, oh, I can see maybe where he could have shown up in the original trilogy in the background or something like that. I don't know. That guy but I think Luke's, I, know, yeah. I think <laughs> Hamill's beard alone negates that possibility. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, he specifically grew that beard for <laughs> yeah. this movie. And it's a $4 billion movie, yeah. so I don't think they're going to make Luke <laughs> bad guy. so good with the beard, too, and he's like, oh, I'll be one Kenobi, why would you ruin that? Just yeah. put him in a robot suit and go, hey, I'm a robot now. <laughs> with what? a beard, except it's, it's, it's that dude with that from the concept art with the robot face and a big bushy just beard coming out of the bottom. That would be pretty out. badass. Yeah, he oh, takes off the mask and the beard just... It's like an Adventure like, Time Just springs right out of his yeah. head. That's well, a great the, idea. The last rumor I heard was like, Luke doesn't. Luke's not evil at the end. He's just got a little bit crazy because something about like there's this Sith world and the Sith homeworld is secretly a secret weapon, but it can be triggered if like someone who's really nice with the Force, like a good light user, uses too much of the Force. And so Luke had exiled himself from the rest of the galaxy because he thought if he tried to like train other Jedi, it would upset the balance of the Force. That and make nice sounds Sith like thing. some fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is another, you know. Well, the, the world of uh, the world of, of spoilers got a little confused recently because somebody. I don't remember his nickname. Is like Jedi guy or something. See, and I didn't. He even basically see a lot of went this. on to Reddit and dropped a whole bunch of spoilers. That I talked to Bobby about it off Bobby Roberts, yeah. occasional well, guest on the show, Star Wars, and mm -hmm. and he 
you know, he's on the Full of Sith podcast, and he keeps really close tabs on this stuff. And Closer he said, than any of us, because even on the email thread, even talking about this shit tonight, he was all, like, schooling us about all kinds of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. He said that um, he made a point of saying that that guy who was posting a lot of stuff on Reddit, it really was just making sort of educated guesses. Yeah. And also, he was using all the names that got completely, if I remember correctly, that got completely thrown out by yeah. these new trading cards. So I think everything that is floating around out there, I think at least... 60% of that is total BS. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, before, I mean, you were ta- you were asking, like, oh, are you gonna be okay talking about the spoilers? And, like, some of them are gonna be true, but yeah. I think a lot of the stuff that's out there is just a bunch of bullshit. Well, and the only reason I was even attention. worried about yeah. that is because, mm-hmm. actually, all the stuff in the teaser trailer, all of that was mentioned in spoiler talk yeah. before. Like, there wasn't oh, yeah. anything in that it wasn't in that teaser trailer that somebody online had... Well, then again, you got enough like Star said, Wars like, nerds making some, conjectures. Someone's always gonna be right about something. Some eventually. of it will yeah. be true. But some of it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. I kind of think that I, my suspicion, again, and I, I think Bobby disagreed with me last time we were on here, is I think a lot of that, it's funny that a lot of that concept art that mm-hmm. leaked, um, that big leak of concept oh, yeah, art, that, that was pretty it's much amazing how out. many of those things were exactly, like several of them turned up in the trailer. Like, mm-hmm. you, right, the shot of her on the cream sickle speeder, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, I there kind no of, evolution. it almost makes me wonder if that stuff didn't kind of leak on purpose. Sure, to just, like, yeah. kind of give people a little, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to think you're seeing something special, yeah. but really you're, like, about to just... It's totally possible. Yeah. yeah, we're not saying that it, it, it yeah. probably just is. To, just but... to feed the Star Wars <laughs> fan machine. Well, especially if there was yeah. a chance that there was legitimate leaks coming out, maybe in order to get ahead of the curve. Maybe right. not J.J. Abrams in particular, but maybe had he does have, like, a one-person, like, disinformation department who just says like okay maybe we'll just throw a couple legit pieces of concept out out there just to kind of just shake things up a little bit. Somewhere and, Bobby Roberts is going to be listening I know, to just, just fucking Because like, <laughs> he's convinced that J.D. has got no time for that shit right now, which is probably true, but that's why yeah. you delegate. We tried to get Bobby on the show today and, uh, and he couldn't do it because he's very busy um, and also, happy birthday, by the way, buddy. Yeah. But the uh, but the thing is, is that uh, yeah, he he was. We had an email thread. We were discussing some things we thought we were going to talk about in the show, and Bobby's way more up on the on the actual stuff yeah, than exactly, we are. Yeah. And he was just schooling us. He was like, yeah. "No, and that's I was, wrong." Yeah, I was having an argument about like Fox owning the copyright to the original Star Wars movie. He's like, "That's not wrong," or that that's not right. They they own the distribution rights, but not the copyright and all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Bobby don't... knows more about yeah. It's not even worth arguing because like Bobby's yeah. so steep. He lives in this shit. He lives in the dark. Well, you got to keep in mind that... he wallows in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was active back in the day on the old Millennium Falcon.com. More than anyone else sits I know. There yeah. And rubs Star Wars spoilers. All My claim of fame <laughs> is that when there was a trailer for the Phantom Menace when it came out, and I noticed that there was like a little design on Anakin, Anakin Skywalker's uh, his his. Pod, pod, pod racer. racer? Man, I put those movies so far. <laughs> His pod racer that I sent to the force dot net. I was like, this this thing shows up on another like a couple months earlier. They had uh, leaked a bunch of flags from what they were saying was supposed to be some big race or something like that. And I was like, oh, that little design from this flag from this leaked thing from a couple months ago. That's also the same design on Anakin's pod racer in this trailer. And they actually made it a little tiny little article. And it's like, Peter <laughs> Mudrin sent it. I was like. I sent in a little Star Wars fan tour to the Force dot and it got published. I was like, yay me! Yeah, I'm like a little Scooby Doo guy. You got, your, you got a little yeah. nerd King bear nerd. badge. Yeah, that, that is my, my one like internet Star Wars claim to fame yeah. thing right there. there. You go. Yeah, the it's funny because uh, yeah, I used to be on the Force net. We used to do a comic called uh, Jackson's Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it was a fan comic based on the terror. This is funny. We it was based on the terror the 
we were, did a comic that spoofed the first several issues of Marvel's Star yeah. Wars from the 70s, and they used to have a giant green rabbit in it named Jackson. Which is and, funny people are discovering now that, yeah. now that Marvel's about to start publishing that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Jackson's getting a lot of play now. And this was in about 2002 or 2003. We basically, David Stroop, the artist, and I did this sort of elaborate spoof of, of Jackson's Eleven. We basically called it Jackson's Eleven because Jackson came back after the, about five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, and yeah. Han was very middle-aged, and the Mos Eisley Cantina had turned into a sports bar. Yeah. And basically, it was basically about middle age creeping in on your nostalgia. And Jackson tries, gets Han. He, Jackson was the stupidest character in all of Star Wars comics. He goes, hey, come back out for one last job. And then we met all the dumb 1970s. Because back in 70s Star Wars comics, it was like when they would meet a space pirate. They didn't know what the universe was yet because they yeah. just had yeah. the one yeah. movie. Especially the first, like you're saying, yeah. like the first couple issues of the Marvel comic was just really just, what? Well, they were kind of gloriously naive yeah. and apocryphal. And, and so the space and, pirates would be pirates. Yeah. But like wearing pirate costumes, pirate costumes and like yeah. and like, like breeches. They, They'd just be wearing yeah. like little shorts yeah. and and like and they'd be, like little Peter Pan shoes and shit like that. But like uh, yeah. but they would like and and Jabba the Hutt was the concept art Jabba the Hutt who looked like a like oh, like yeah, Joe yeah, Camel. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and so we did the, yeah. so we came up with all this elaborate stuff. Like David and I came up with all these Man. elaborate theories for this comic. Like we figured out that there were actually three people named Jabba. Because there was the slug, and then there was the the, the human in the was fur it? coat, and then there was Joe Camel Jabba, yeah. and and we figured out that all of them had their names just spelled a little differently, and they all Hanso Ola owed them all money. There was like it was like That's a full of dumb sense, jokes exactly. like that. Anyway, we did that comic. We got Aww. about seventy something pages into it, and then we both got busy and never it finished it. Screw everything else you're working on. Come on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Put everything else on hold. This is the most Marvel really? is like hiring like every other goddamn like professional cartoonist I know to right now to like everything I keep on here is like oh, I'm working on I'm, I'm working on Star Wars. I'm mad. I'm like jealous. They're <laughs> I want I want to do them both like for uh, forever. Like, Tony wants to draw a Star Wars. Yeah, my number one dream project has always been to do like a comic about like younger Princess Leia adventures yeah. be like a more like all ages comic like aimed at oh, yeah. like, like you know girls like like she's like thing. 15 or 14 right or exactly like, yeah, exactly, like yeah. her like having adventures on Alderaan and that kind of thing that's a great idea would she be like, like a protected uh, princess kind of going on still or uh, yeah she... and just like going and having crazy adventures and getting into trouble and that kind of thing and you gotta figure she got in a lot of trouble yeah totally oh, yeah. exactly she's full of sass and that's funny so, that like in expanded yeah. universe that's something you almost never hear about you get like yeah. you get like the teenage years of Jabba the Hutt but you don't get like <laughs> right. what did Leia do before Star Wars eh she was a princess yeah you know? exactly so oh, that'd be someone's, someone's gonna take it as the well, next thing that's gonna get announced one of the things I did see and like I don't know if it was just announced today but I yeah. saw it for the first time today so they are making a Princess Leia in like number yeah. one there, that is one of the new mini series <laughs> Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson are doing yeah. got some they, great artists involved yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a five issue mini series and they put out two preview pages today yeah, yeah that's that's what I was and looking it's, at it's yeah. like it's in the throne room and mm-hmm. they like they show, it's like a little scene and it shows like Leia noticing Obi-Wan's force ghost like behind them was this on Yavin? Uh, yeah, I didn't see the artwork. Yeah, there's two preview pages. Oh shit! Okay. So it's like out of the corner of her eyes, she sees Obi Wan. Is, is Obi Wan trying to talk to her? Like maybe. Hey, I got a secret. Maybe. Are you strong enough for the force? And this is all yeah. supposed to be canonical now. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh really? So all the Marvel yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. is canonical yeah. now? Yep. Yeah, I don't uh, believe that. I don't. First said. of all, I don't care about that anymore. I know. But yeah. they, it, it's like when you say when you've spent all these years developing a canon, spending literally twenty years developing a canon, and then you throw it out. How can you trust it? Oh well, this is the canon now. Yeah. They'll that just throw it out again. You know, in it's gonna years. get yeah, it's gonna get heaved again. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what they said. Like they're 
they're done with all the different levels of canon. They're I'm like, sure there's just the next, one like, canon 10, now. 15 years. So, right, canon they, they threw everything out, and from now on, all of the stuff that they make is official. Until they make remake the first Star Wars movie. That's inevitable, and I'm sure it's going to happen sooner than later. Once they wrap up the whole Skywalker yeah, thing. I thought we would see that before we ever saw, like, an episode 7. Well, this is something that kind of goes I back to the email chain. I don't think, I don't. You don't think so? I think that'd be like there are some movies you can't remake i think that would be like trying like here's our remake of casablanca you I, know, I don't i don't see it happening i think the only reason why it's totally justified for disney i'm kind of almost with you jimmy uh kind of surprised that wasn't the first thing they announced is that uh fox actually still owns the copyright not just distribution rights but the copyright to the original star wars movie as a document george lucas still owns the copyright to the like this uh, to the characters in the story and everything but as a you know that particular arrangement of sound and, and music and images and stuff that will always belong to Fox unless they suddenly go crazy and decide to sell that to Disney. So Disney can never do anything with that movie uh, without Fox's help. Hmm. And but if they remade it, it's essentially like you know you, you can't do anything based off of the old MGM Wizard of Oz. But if we remake it and we suddenly becomes our own thing, we can control it entirely. And, you know, yeah. And, but, they, but everybody stands to, it's already, everyone stands to make money, so they will make deals. Eventually, yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I think it's inevitable there will be a Star Wars remake, no, but it's like, just a matter sooner or later who what, does it. Three, four years. Well, I was talking about re-releases yeah. of the original. I don't think they'll ever remake the original. I don't know about remaking the original Star Wars. We'll talk again in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, until we're all dead and we don't care, and they're like, yeah, we're going to remake Star Wars with, like, Justin Bieber Jr. or something. Yeah, I don't know. The thing that I was... The reason I brought all that whole Jackson stuff is because I yeah. we were talking about the Marvel Star Wars Marvel Star Marvel or um Marvel got the Star Wars license back recently, um and and one of the things that was kind of yeah, weird is one of the variant covers of the new issues they have been teasing has Jackson on it. Yeah, and oh, I was really? like, Jackson's Jackson's oh, back in the canon. Like Fifteen different. I think Jackson. I've got a shot at getting this published by a there mainstream press yep. now. Yeah, there you go. Let's I mean, it. we'd have to finish it. You work uh, on your Jackson thing. I'll work on my Young Princess Leia oh, thing, yeah. and we'll just go like show up on Marvel's doorstep and be like, ah, please. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll be admitted right into the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> so what? So the first Flawless. one. Yeah, it's a great plan. Mm-hmm. The first new Marvel comic doesn't have like thirty alternate covers or something. It has like a lot of alternate covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing they like also announced this week that they're going to republish the original Star Wars comics adaptation recolored? And it looks super greasy because it's all like grungy, mm-hmm. dirty. It, they're probably yeah. just reprinting what Dark Horse did. Um, they're actually remastering the colors, uh, so it looks more like the colors of the they film. They recolored the whole thing, and it. Oh. So um, when they're on the Death Star, it's all kind of gray, but like Photoshoppy kind of gray, weird, kind of gradients and stuff. Yeah, Dark Horse republished all of that in omnibus form. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like just to kind of match the original colors from the comics. No, no. No, this they're, is like. Um, but this is back when like people didn't really know like this is mm-hmm. back when like Millennium Falcon sometimes they would draw it by accident Millennium Falcon would have like two cockpits mm-hmm. Darth Vader's way off model yeah. mm-hmm. you know Chewie looks more looks like an angry monkey mm-hmm. and stuff so that'll be interesting to see how they he also like... looks a lot like um, that's the th- one thing about I have all those omnibus of the yeah. Marvel series from the 70s yeah. and the thing I loved about them is how they were always screwing up on canon, like they always, they would always be drawing from seventies references because they didn't even have a lot of pictures of the model. So yeah, um, Carmen Infantino drew it for a while, and yeah. the Millennium Falcon looks literally looks like a different ship from shot to shot. He could never draw a spaceship mm-hmm. consistently. <laughs> yeah, and then you had Chewbacca different... looks like the Sasquatch character who turned up in Six Million Dollar Man <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't even know that reference, and that sounds awesome. Yeah, there was, Six Million Dollar Man had Aww. a two parter, but it was a very popular show in the day yeah. at that time. 
which had a Sasquatch episode, and that's what Chewbacca looks like. Yeah. Aww. If you guys want to track that down, I think the omnibus is called Wild Space. I think really? That's what it is? Yeah. And I know, like, a lot of the backgrounds and stuff really kind of looks like just Flash Gordon backgrounds, because, I mean, I think they were just given a couple stills from the movie, mm -hmm. publicity stills, and pretty much said, look at Flash Gordon, and this is what this movie's supposed to be like, so, for, especially for, like, the first two or three issues, it's just, it's crazy to look at. Conley's been inspired to sketch by uh, by our conversation, and I hope she's drawing this, uh, <laughs> yeah. are you drawing Tween Leia? Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's what I'll do. Oh. Does yeah. she have the hair buds? Mm -hmm. Or is that like how you end the series? That's like how sure, yeah, that's buns. the last yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> it's all really about how you get to the hair buns. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's the most important part. I like. Um, well, I like. A, I want there to be a scene in between Leia adventures where she untwines them and they're like whips and she can yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. smack it's people like, with them. It's like Bayonetta meets meets the Legend of Korra. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. Um, Which ends tomorrow. That's all I think. Anyway, uh, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, so we we're talking about the tops cards. We didn't really kind find of. any clear correspondence. Yeah, except so no for, correspondence except to the top for the cards. Luke, Luke yeah. and the speeder. We, we, we talked about that. So what do you guys think about the names and everything? Well, we should should we also just jump back in a little bit farther and just talk about the teaser trailer? What do you guys thought about the teaser trailer? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was pretty bullshit, right? I thought it was amazing. I thought it was. Awesome. I was like, holy shit, this looks like Star Wars. This looks like a modern Star Wars movie. Like it actually looks like Star Wars. Like it looks more like Star Wars than say. The See, I keep on getting juked up because like I have bad timing. I'm watching it, and sometimes I close my eyes and get tired, and every time I open, it's just the black parts. <laughs> and so I, I haven't had been lucky enough to actually see. Anyway, shut up, Phil. The thing I loved about it, I, I thing I loved about it was, yeah, it felt like a return to old form. But I, I love what I loved about it, and I thought it was a kind of a brilliant piece of marketing, is that it it's said so much with so little. Like, oh yeah, it, it, it was yeah. really beautifully chosen shots. That first of all, everything was in motion. Yeah. I think oh, right yeah, there you're refuting the prequels. That John Williams' score in that is very. He wrote wrote an original piece of music for that. That's very driven and thrilling and suspenseful. Like something's going really wrong. All the characters appear to be on the run, yeah, uh, uh, fleeing something. But not um, too. And, but it's and, not too grimdark at the same time. It's no. not trying to be Batman where it's like red. Urgency. But it is yeah. just like everyone's moving, doing something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of urgency to it, and and also, um, you know, it just and then it, it saves. It does. It's it's so confident that it doesn't even bother to show you the one old nostalgic thing until the very end, and it's not a person. We still yep. haven't seen the original yeah. cast. I just that fucking that shit. That's just the ship. That is the bare-ass <laughs> admission that what we're coming for as much as any of the characters is fucking Millennium Falcon. Yep. More than anything else, it's just yeah. like... Which is great seeing people's like reaction videos watching the trailer too. That that's when everyone just like loses their minds. Even yeah. little kids, it's great because I've seen some people like with their little kids like that. You know, when the big spaceship shows up, that's when yep. everyone freaks out. But. Uh, but that was, yeah, I, I that mean, was I thought great. it was beautifully put together, and I and I liked, I also liked, you know, the fact that, you know, it, the movie is, it, it, it's, you know, the characters we meet are uh, a, a, a a person of color and, and a woman are our two main characters, and I yeah, thought that was a really great move. Yeah, the first two things that you for, see in the trailer. Yeah, and well, it's like, it's like, I think that's Guatemalan fantastic. Guatemalan, too. Yeah. So, which I didn't really recognize that was him, because I've only seen him inside, inside Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah. Oscar he's the X-wing pilot. Yeah, yeah. That's Lou Davis, which I didn't like recognize because he's not all grunged up. Also, his helmet, the way it's designed, it's pressing against his cheeks. It looks uncomfortable. Yeah, it doesn't look like a helmet. I just want to think. Oh, Those helmets have never looked comfortable. I know, but at least it was kind of a little room to breathe. Did it looks you, like his face is getting a hug from the mask. You listened to the Boy Howdy podcast that Jimmy and I were on with Annie, and that Annie watched the wrong trailer. What? You didn't hear that? Oh, that's. Oh my god. Yeah. So like, so the Star Wars trailer came I out, and we that. were all freaking out about it. 
And oh, I did listen to that yeah, podcast. I have, I have a story to tell you yeah. when, once we're off the air as to the circumstances <laughs> under which I listened to that podcast. Yes. It was a total fucking lifesaver. But yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I forgot oh, yeah. about that the, part. Like, yeah. Jimmy, and so, I, Jimmy and I watched it like 10 times and like posting. And I noticed that Annie and Foley didn't post anything, say anything, respond. And I was like, that's fine. I guess they didn't like it. I'm going to respect their right to be wrong. And we went out to Foley's birthday dinner yeah. later. Yeah. And we're like, so what did you think of the trailer? I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, huh. You guys okay. have right. high Star Wars standards. And then, yeah. like, uh, and then we went over to their house and realized, well, there, Annie or Annie was just like, yeah, it just was like not very. Because we started talking about different scenes. Yeah, from we're like, yeah. we're like, well, the first thing you see is John Boyega. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so and she, I was like, wait, what was the first thing you saw, Annie? She's like, old people. Like you didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> so what the hell did they see? They probably watched so one of the, the cam the, the camcorder fake. I would Google yeah. Star Wars fake trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating Kermit's and it was just a <laughs> turned into Yoda for I a second. I turned into there, John Lithgow's Yoda from the NPR uh, uh, uh shit. Yeah, uh, uh, they watched they accidentally watched one of the fake trailers that people were posting. And they just watched it and they just right. thought that and was they were it. like, man, that looked terrible. Yeah, dude, yeah. you have a lot of faith in JJ Abrams at that point, like shot yeah. like camcorder footage from like nineteen. Uh, but that but that thing I think I really loved about the trailer was that it it basically did it with just like literally what is it, like six shots maybe yeah, pretty much it challenged it did it it conveyed a sense of urgency challenged the co conventional expectations in some key ways that yeah. I think are very good and uh, and also but also and also gave you a bump in nostalgia oh, I mean yeah. the fact that they could it could do that with so little. I think is a very impressive piece well, of advertising. Was, that was the nice thing having Millennium Falcon at the end because the whole, you know, the whole first half of the trailer is front loaded with all the new stuff we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. But then you get the Millennium Falcon, and then you—it's two little Tie Fighters and it's old Tie yep. Fighters, and the, the classic sounds of pew pew pew. And all that. But that the only the only thing I was a little bit bummed by was how Instagrammed a little bit of the CGI footage looked, uh, especially the X wings going uh, across the the lake. The CGI itself that shot fine, was rad. But the way the no, colors and everything was awesome. a little—no, it was cool. I'm not saying I'm not, 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 part you of have no joy in your heart, I, and you're wrong. Part of me so much fun. <laughs> this movie looked like it was filmed in like like in like 1985. Well, we've never seen a fucking X-wing do that. I before. know exactly. It's an X-wing on the surface of planet. You've never seen the atmosphere of that planet before. Wait, more X-wing. That's a good dude. point. It's, it has chromatic aberrations built into the like the sunlight or something. Yeah. Like well, keep in mind also this is probably like they. They finished shooting, and that trailer was we'll out two weeks later. Only, yeah, it was within the same month because I think they yeah. finished one on the Halloween or November first. Yeah, 1st, apparently and then... they like didn't even want to do this. They yeah. were just like, "Oh, we should. I guess we should put something out." Yeah. So because they could have yeah. waited until next summer to put anything oh, out. Yeah. yeah, no one. Right. In front Who, of which Avengers. of the original, uh, which of the original trilogy characters, when they eventually start revealing original trilogy characters, which one of the the main old cast are you most excited to see? No, I, for me it's Luke. Yeah, I just want to see what the hell he looks probably like. Probably Luke for me too. Yeah, He's the well, main character well, technically. I mean, like, while Han is my favorite, I can imagine what what's up with Han. You already kind of know what he's going to look like. He's going to look like action grandpa, like, yeah, like he always does. He's going to look like Han, but old. So, yeah, Luke would be the most interesting. Although, I'm really, really interested to see what they do with Leia. Yes. More than, I think, uh, more than any of them. I'm really interested to see what they do. With it's going to be like Dr. Claus and it's speculation no, about her. Like, I like no one, yeah, no one cares about Leia, so they're like, ah, Leia's going to show up. I don't know who cares about her, but while I'm be cool. and Luke and, yeah. Like, I hope yeah. she's just, like, being a badass. Some, like, if she's still doing the political thing, just, like, fucking just breaking well, necks and taking names. That's like, all the spoilers that have come out, whether they're true or not, have all been about, like, Han and, on, and Luke, and Leia's just in the background, just, I don't know, no one wants, you know, 
Well, I like the idea that they, I hope that they are married and separated. <laughs> like, I, I hope that so? they get after the war was after <laughs> after they were married a while. She was like, "Oh, you're a you're a you're a jackass," and like threw him out. You're married to this fucking Wookiee. That would make me very happy, happy indeed. Just long enough to get her knocked up with Ray, I guess. Well, yeah. Sure. Which all the hot, okay? So she's a solo kid. It's Ray solo, I guess. Um, how does she end up like living like a hobo on a desert planet? Who knows, man? She's got to be in hiding, I think. And oh, well, the idea—the thing that we've kind of the, a lot of the concept art now has shown the landscape is littered with wreckage. Yeah, like, she's like living inside of like an Adat Walker that's yeah. been hollowed out. Yeah. It I, reminds I, me so much of the fucking the recent the recent Legacy series series that Dark Horse did. There's yeah. a character named Anya Solo. She works on a junk planet. She mm. runs her own thing. Yeah. And is like Han Solo's great granddaughter or something like that. Oh, it's like you see stuff that takes place 150 years later or whatever. I think it's only like 40 years oh, later. Okay. Yeah. Well, the but the thing I think that we're going to find is that that the war. I, I, my theory is that they fought to kind of this Cold War status or yeah, it's just a war that's mind. gone on way too long. And I think that what's going to be happening is that probably the. They, they probably put her in hiding because they're just basically the war's still going on and they don't want her to be yeah. found. I don't know. Or maybe she has, or maybe in true Han Solo fashion, she just told dad and mom to, to piss off. Yeah, and she just went off, <laughs> to her off her on her own. Thing. That yeah. seems like something that a solo She dropped out of do. college and this is how she's coping afterwards. She's, yeah. like, she's finding herself on the desert. She's at like Star Wars Burning Man and she's just yeah, never really right. for a couple of years. Um, yeah. But like, I, the, the only other problem. Stick and a... <laughs> Yeah, in lieu of a, a lightsaber, and she's like, I got a half-busted glow stick. I I thought the CGI with Millennium Falcon looked a little underbaked. Didn't look terrible, but I, doing sand dunes and CGI is really rough because like how do you do that texture? There's all kinds of like rendering issues there, and it just looks a little. Dude, I can only get so mad at a shot of the Falcon where it leaves little tracers in the sky or whatever those are, little afterburner tracers, oh, that, or whatever those are called. But the design of and the then, shot, and then, yeah, and, then no, when it ban- and then when it banks down on the sand. Kicks up a little dust, just yeah. a little yeah. hot rod dust. Oh, Come on, I can only so get so good. mad. But this is me being building. I was being the two weeks into production, post production. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just like me, me, me. It looks a little bit too much like a like a like a Star Wars Knights of the Old New Republic trailer. <laughs> My but guess is that all those yeah. shots were not entirely finished. Oh no, everything's gonna change. Like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. People have gone back and pointed out like the trailer they put out like two months before the movie came out. Almost every trailer, or every shot in the trailer, it got like you know like backgrounds replaced and this and yeah. stuff like that. This is still te- oh, technically this is the last day we can ever say this more than a year away. This movie. Yep. And I'm talking like you. Now. Are you? Uh, are, <laughs> I, how are you all uh, hoping to see the film for the first time? Oh. Sadly, the Westgate Theater in Beaverton oh. is gone, so I can't go see it where I saw the original we Star get Wars. North Korea so pissed off <laughs> at Star Wars, they just leak the shit out of it like there next Thanksgiving. Watch it at home, HD. Yeah. That's a good question. I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, it's, how do you how do you, what do you want to what's your what do you want your first experience? God, to be there are no film? theaters that I am attached to anymore in the in our area. Yeah, one of the questions too is what are you probably going to end up doing? What versus what you would like to do? I'll probably be there like a midnight show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's I will definitely be. be there on the opening night. Yeah. I want to see it at Grandma's Chinese Theater. Oh, actually, you're gonna make a special trip to L.A. Yeah, I mean that's not the worst Shit. unless the movie you. Unless and I want to see it in 35 millimeter film. I don't even want it to look as good as it can. <laughs> I want to see it on 35 millimeter film with eight track Dolby stereo, all coming from the front of the theater. I just want it to kind of. I want a kind of a 1970s like movie going theater. experience. Yeah, yeah. I want the 
theater to you know smell vaguely of cat piss and I you know, just no I just and There's I just trailers for Burt Reynolds movies before I want I want a trailer for yeah. Stroker Ace before I watch <laughs> exactly, see exactly. the way you originally saw it yeah and I yeah. want I want some red vines in my hand there you and go. Uh, yeah no I guess but that, that see that that speaks to where I am and I'm a, I'm older than everybody else here and for me a lot of this is sort of playing into nostalgia. so where did you first see Star Wars like what mm-hmm. where like what was it in a theater well yeah how did you first see Star Wars was I that... was seven years old when it came out and I saw it at the Westgate theater in oh Beaverton. so you were allowed to sing like yeah you just wanted yeah to it was the, it yeah. was it showed Star Wars for like a year um, I think it was and it was and it was a it was one of the biggest screens in happened. the area yeah. yeah but I didn't get to see it until like probably a few months after it was out okay. because um, my folks didn't really care that much so I begged and begged and all my friends have seen it and I knew everything about the movie uh-huh. like my we would go to the Sunshine Pizza Exchange in Tualatin and then we would go <laughs> to the like plaid a, pantry like next name. door oh, after hot. every time we went to the pizza place on Saturday nights my folks would let me go over to the plaid pantry yeah. and I would buy a pack of Star Wars cards which is where you I got this pack of Star Wars cards oh. yeah, yeah the thing that we're looking at so yeah. you oh. and I and I you would get in and for people who are too young to remember this what would happen is you could buy a little it would come in a wax paper it would have about 7 or 8 cards I think and then a piece of the worst chewing gum you've ever had it was basically a piece of cardboard with a light dusting of pink dust yeah it was like a piece of acetylene plastic practically depending on how old the gum was when you got it and your friends and because there was no there were no there was no vhs then or any of that stuff really uh you you could what you could do is you and your friends would trade the cards you would you get so many doubles because you'd buy so many packs that's how you would trade your friends you'd go i'll trade you you don't have a 17, 39, and 45. I'll trade you all three of my doubles of those for your number one. And that's how that's how we did business back in in the se- in the sixth grade. That's yeah. great. Oh, know, that, that's because that's like I said, even before my time, because I was born in '75, and so yeah. the first time I saw Star Wars, I was two years old. My parents wow. still say to this day that the first two movies I ever got to see in the theater, there was a double feature of it was Star Wars and a re-release of Mary Poppins. Oh, man. And, of course, That's I was two years old. I don't show. really... <laughs> I'm sure it made an impression on me. Like, it'd be like 40 years later, I'm like, it's Star Wars, it's Star Wars. That's probably where it started, like, subconsciously somehow. Sure. But supposedly that's... I, but I don't, like... But even the years later, I, it was just so po- soaked in part of the culture. I think maybe I first saw Star Wars when I was on, like, like remember seeing it. it was probably, like, when it showed on CBS for the first time on TV, like, in, like, 1979 or whatever yeah. it would have been or something like that. My but, chief memory of seeing it at the Westgate was that my dad mom and the whole family was there. We were eating our popcorn and our red vines. Yeah. And the thing that was really funny is... I because of, I was seeing it later and all the kids were talking about it elementary school was Star Wars and I had all the Star Wars cards I knew everything about the movie so I was sitting there to dad and like stormtroopers come out and go those are Imperial Stormtroopers, Dad. Darth Vader come out. That's Darth Vader. He's the Dark Lord of the Sith. And my dad, I remember distinctly my dad in 1977 looking over at me and going, have you seen this movie already? <laughs> Why am I taking you to see this? <laughs> that is the best. You're oh, throwing your parents great. with your little movie a, commentary about this movie you've never seen before. I was yeah. a little dorky, yeah, uh, over-trivialized uh, That's nerd. That's like idealized 70s like, movie-going. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. Honestly, it was a very fond memory, and I and I really would feel very honored to, uh, pleased and honored to, I was old enough to remember seeing it That's the first time. That's some crazy I don't remember right the first time I ever watched it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, yeah. I only had, my dad had a VHS box set of the original trilogy. Oh, yeah? And all, like, different logos and everything. Yeah. And so I watched it in his living room at some point. That's how I more remember first, like, really just It's just, like, stuff. always yeah. been in my brain. 
yeah. always there. I'm 90% sure I've told about the first time I saw Star Wars on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah, I think but so. To, but to quickly reiterate... That was nine months ago. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I, the first time I saw them was when they were re-released, because my parents didn't think Oh, I special would, editions. Right, they didn't think I would like them, so they didn't show it to me. So I have a clear memory of sitting at the, the table. I was, I guess, nine... I'm like sitting Your parents the... didn't know you very well, did they? No. I was sitting <laughs> at the table. My parents were looking through the, like, in the newspaper. They would show, like, what movies were out and, like, what times the showings were. And they were looking at it and going, like, do you think Homie would like Star Wars? Like, I'm not sure if we should take her or not. And being like, I don't know. I, I bet I would like it. Let's go to a movie. Aww. And then, like, going and seeing it and just, like, mind blown. So, so your first experience of the... Of the... Uh, you know, iconic opening shot of Star Wars was in a movie theater. Yes, that's great. That's yeah. more than me or Jimmy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are pretty much like that's the... a very special thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it was the you know special edition whatever. But we got the you got the gist of it. The original ones to watch at home. Yeah, yeah. but and by but, that time, like yeah. I had watched them more times than I could count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the time the special editions came around, so but this no, part, yeah. my my first time watching them was in the theater, which for they were releasing them like months apart, and yeah. my parents wouldn't let me watch the next one until like the next one came out. So when I left oh, Empire Strikes cool. Back, I was like freaking out. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. It's we had to wait three years, Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy <laughs> to think like seventeen years seventeen years later, you get married to the music from the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Because uh, Jimmy and Conley, they just got officially hitched last month. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. And was it the procession the music? No, we wanted something that people would hear it and be like, that's Star Wars? That's something or something like that. Right, yeah. but, but not that they would like, it, like we didn't want it to be so recognizable that people would start laughing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like we thought that, about using like Jurassic Park theme, but like people would know it so immediately that uh -huh. they would like start giggling. So we used um, Yoda's theme. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know you've talked about how Han Solo's imprint is your favorite piece right. of Star Wars music. Right, um, which we would have used, but it turns into the Imperial March partway through. Oh, so yeah. Huh. I think that's a yeah. perfect uh, <laughs> setup for a marriage. <laughs> Sweet romantic music that abruptly turns into uh, the, the, an evil march. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great wedding, yep. though. But, um, yeah, it's so hilarious. Star Wars trailer's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. It's great It's great advertising, man. Let's see how the movie is. And it ends with lightsaber sound. Cool. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. I thought it was the sound of it turning off. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, this is, so, the big rumor is that the movie starts off with, like, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, like, landing on this desert planet or yeah. something like that. And when it lands, it, it comes out of its own little lightsaber-shaped like, spaceship and starts shooting people. <laughs> it's, like, become anthropomorphic. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should just spend the rest of this show making up fake spoilers that we oh, saved yeah. on the internet. They, no one said, they just said it lands. It didn't say how. Or like, yeah. it's 30 years later and involved. It got smart. Our yeah. do held it. Anyway. So, but no, the idea that like Luke Skywalker's uh, severed hand, I guess, holding the I'm lightsaber guessing, yeah, lands the, on the planet. From Empire. But when they were saying Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, I thought they meant his green one from Return of the Jedi. But the sound effect at the end of that trailer, at the end of the teaser trailer, is the sound effect of him turning the lightsaber on in A New Hope. Okay. So, are they going to... Well, this is something Did I think... Did you notice I'm, the, like, probe droid sound in the back? Yeah, at the, when, uh, uh, yeah. when Finn wakes up, yeah. it's a little bit... Yeah, so, yeah. And when Boyoga's getting... I mean, clearly, he's that's meant to suggest he's being hunted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because exactly. um, it's like, yeah, little, like yep. probably probe droids out there like looking for him and stuff yep. like that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, th- I still think Boyega is. I think the. I think the general core of what we've heard is rumors. Probably the the basic spine is true. Yeah. They somehow get a hold of Luke's lightsaber, one of his lightsabers. Um, Boyega is a deserter from um, the Empire, uh, or in it, or is shot down or something. And he and Daisy Ridley, who is somehow affiliated with the original cast, yeah. team up to go find Luke, and yeah. they drag the old cast along in this quest. It's I think po- that general spine is probably Supposedly accurate. what happens is they, like, Daisy Ridley's like, oh, I know someone who knows about lightsabers, and they sh- they, they run off to go meet Max von Sydow, and Max, Max von, Dice, uh, von Sydow is living on the desert planet. In fact, supposedly that's what she's going off with, the, like, the land speeder too. And then he's like, oh yeah, well, Han Solo's over there if you want to go meet him. <laughs> I guess we'll talk to Han Solo. Just hanging out. Yeah, that's exactly, opportunity. Yeah. He's just like that. If he's divorced from Leia, what else is he gonna yeah. do except like just hang out with different parts of the galaxy, hoping people will, like, where's Han Solo? Oh, I'm right here. How do you see? Forty bucks. Yeah. Take a picture with you. <laughs> Some of the rumors. He's at, a, he's at a, what if there's in-universe Star Wars conventions? And yeah. he blew. He helped the raffles and everything like that. That's how he's kind of made. He got divorced from Leia. He's kind of fucked up. Chewie's not talking to him anymore. So he's at like, yeah, there's like a little convention on this desert planet. And he's just like, and like, yeah. And then fucking Moses and Ray, they have uh-huh. to like pay admission to this little Star Wars convention. Right, exactly. That's, That's a little fenced in junkyard and, area. And he like yeah. won't even look up at them. He's yeah, just he's like just saying like, a thing. And, and she's like, dead yeah. asshole. And he's yeah. like, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That would be, actually, honestly, that would be pretty funny, except a little too meta for its own good. J.J. Abrams, you never know. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Well, that's if the Lego movie guys made Star Wars. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of show like that. Yeah, I, I don't need another self-conscious commentary on pop culture itself. I'd like mm-hmm. just a good story mm-hmm. in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. as you know, we were a thousand percent serious. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I'm really <laughs> taking it all very seriously. Uh-huh. According to the internet today, today's the big uh, the big rumor today is that the uh, Imperial officer who's hunting John Boyega, because she's like, oh, fuck you, you can't leave the Imperial, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Is Gwendolyn Christie, mm-hmm. and her character's name is Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. P H A S M A Phasma. Okay. Which again, I'm like, that sounds stupid as shit. Well, but the... then we're talking about like, no. what's Han Solo okay. gonna show up? I've heard that. I've heard the rumor before of her being the Imperial officer. Yeah, I've heard that too. Him. Yeah. But weren't the other names that people put out there bullshit? Yeah, uh, Kira well, so, was yeah. gonna be. Yeah. Supposedly, this came up because I guess Lucasfilm is now copywriting names, and Phasma is one of the names that it came up. And so, so for some, some, somebody somewhere. It's gonna be like the equivalent of, of Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto. Like, yeah. gonna, <laughs> it's, like, it's gonna be like the guy, like Squid Face. You know, like it'd be one of the characters in the background. It's funny people trying to figure out, like, so, like cousin Larry gets, like, he announces that he's got a bit part in new Star Wars. So people try, who's he gonna play? It's gonna be a masked guy in the background, the distant horizon, yeah. that, who's half CGI'd out for some reason. Or yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I did like one rumor that I heard, which is that the reason that they come upon Luke's saber or find it, and they the guy Sido's character, some people are saying, is a junk dealer and, and a and a mentor figure to Daisy Ridley, but he's been collecting artifacts from the Jedi and Sith in the war. Oh, really? He's a junk dealer, and this is again. This is one of those rumors that came out and read it, so I don't know if it's true yeah. or even if it could be complete BS. Sounds but cool, basically, yeah. one of the things is that um, someone got Luke's original lightsaber somehow off of Bespin, which I, is a gas giant. So I'm not sure how that would work. Well, it's not but, unless it falls into the center of the planet, and gets crushed. I mean, this is one of the things just I was talking around. Yeah, <laughs> What we wanted this movie to be about last time, I was specifically talking about. It. I would hope Luke's original saber would show up, 
And, like, there's no reason why Luke couldn't go back or somebody couldn't go back and find him. But why? I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, especially now that the Empire's been kicked off Bespin, he's like, he just goes out with a metal detector for a couple years. Well, I <laughs> guess goes, beep, since beep, beep, it was, beep. like, passed down to him or whatever. Like, yeah, that I makes know, sense. Yeah. I think we're going to see a, but... a flashback shot where an Ugnaught is just, like, sweeping up at the bottom <laughs> of Cloud City's uh, uh, air shaft. Yeah. And he's he this dink! Yeah. And this lightsaber falls down next to him, he's like, oh. Yes. No, it turns out the Keep black guys from Spaceballs are still combing the desert, and that's where they run across. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. They, we, we, sir, we have found shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Bob, so, yeah. Or, I was going to say, Bob Iger's been out there. He's at some big meeting talking about the future of Star Wars and all that. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you read about this. I didn't get a chance to check up on this. Yeah, so he was at some, it was like a deal maker's breakfast or something like that, wow. where he was just talking about Disney. And talking about how they're gonna like market all of their See, that's brands. what when I eat breakfast on my sign George Lucas. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I call it the deal breaker. <laughs> so like this yeah. is where we the like the the Obi Wan Kenobi rotating <laughs> lightsaber lollipop stand. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, this is where that true. deal is made. Yeah. yeah. You know that's the shit Bob Iger and those guys are signing off now. Twenty four hours a day. A day yeah. It's just like okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah Daisy Ridley yeah, bed sheets with yeah. you know yeah. yeah. No. Well, I'm sorry, but you were saying yeah. And yeah. I, just, I I have the crispest mental image now of you eating <coughs> breakfast like the, like you're at like a little table and it's like bright and sunny. You've got like your pitcher of orange juice and like yeah. pancakes and just like across from you is just like that continental <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, so, George. George, what do you think today? Yeah. What <laughs> should, should we divide, divest our stock interest today or yeah. tomorrow? And like he doesn't talk off, but I'm waiting for one day it's gonna yeah, happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you just laugh. You're like, oh, George. <laughs> they clean yeah. up. And I make him like a little plate too, like a yeah. across and plate of food. But he doesn't eat it. But he's shy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. As he works, as he throw, as you throw in an ego waffle uh, built in the shape of, of uh, BB-8's uh, little soccer ball uh, God, yeah. uh, body. So, but yeah, so what, what happened at this breakfast? So yeah, he was just talking about the future of like how to apply their brains, blah, 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 and how to sell directly to fans, so who knows what that means. But he also mentioned directly, huh? that um, like since they acquired Lucasfilm, they've had plans for the Disney parks all over the world. Uh-huh. And basically, once they started, to, they decided they were going to do these movies, he decided to put everything on hold. Which totally makes sense because suddenly your plans change when yeah. you suddenly have yeah. Star Wars in the mix. Yeah. New so Star Wars he said that anything that they put in the parks from now on is going to be based on the new movies going forward. Okay. But that doesn't mean like just The Force Awakens. That also applies to whatever these like side story films are yeah, going to be. Gonna, yeah. And we don't know when and where those, those are going to be set. So we could get all sorts of eras of rides and... Interesting things. Oh, yeah, I get involved with that movie that yeah. takes place between like episodes three and four. Yeah, I like your idea. My hope is that because he said they're they're thinking big and they want to do it right, and they also need to compete with all the Harry Potter shit that they've got in Orlando too yeah. at Universal Studios. So my dream pitch for this thing is that Disney has parks all over the world, and so they should take a section of every park and make it a different planet. Oh yeah, Star that Wars totally makes sense. Well, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There should be, like, they should give you, like, a little coupon or something like that. Like, yeah. You can go, like... A oh, passport. Yeah, yeah. A Disney Star Wars passport. Yeah. That yeah. maybe you get some kind of special, oh, like, yeah. thing. That's a good idea. From Disney. Yeah. If you, like, manage to, like... How many parts do they have? Like, Disney... Or they have, like, Tokyo, There's Paris. There's Hong Kong. They're building Shanghai. Right, or, no, they Jesus built Shanghai. Christ. They're building one of those two. They're building another one over there. They've got Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo Disney Land. Yeah. Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, Disneyland is like Coruscant. Disney, Disney World is like so swampy fucking yeah. bagel bar bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, have man. one request from these parks. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm uh, a little past my prime for this one, but this is something I would go, I would actually go back to Disneyland for is, I want a life-size Millennium Falcon that I can walk around inside they are that is detail accurate. Crazy. I want a life-size yeah. Millennium Falcon that I can walk around, yeah. look in, go up the, the ramp, cockpit. sit in the yeah. cockpit, look at and walk around, and it is the yeah. a perfect replica yeah. of yeah. the ship. I'm as yeah. sentimental as anyone else about like you know Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion, but yeah. I will be the first person you give me the keys to that bulldozer and I will laugh, <laughs> so, tear that shit down. As so, long as I know that Millennium Falcon's gonna be there in two years yeah. and that's the same spot. Yeah. So there's there's They've started, like, clearing shit out. Oh, basically. they have? They're already that far along. So it's not just, like... In Disney World, they have that MGM Studios Park. Yeah, and which getting, I've been to, and it's yeah, it's okay, yeah. but yeah, they're you can do something else with that. of a bunch of stuff in that park, and it's all going to be... There's, like, one area that's going to be, like, Pixar stuff. No, okay. There's, like, a hmm. Turner Classic Movies is taking over the Great Movie Ride. Yeah. And then everything else is becoming Star Wars, basically. So there's going to be a huge Star Wars land there, and then... The current rumor for Disneyland in mm-hmm. California is that they're going to remove Toontown, which is in the back of which the park. Which would be a smart move. Because mm-hmm. Toontown, there's not too much there. and it's. You guys have been to these parks? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. And it's kind of unloved, like it hasn't been updated in a while. Really I would be cool Roger The Roger Rabbit ride is awesome. Is even more canonically yeah. fits with the film if yeah. they've turned it into a like, Toon Ghetto and it's all like, you yeah. know, <laughs> no one takes care of it anymore. I, yeah. I would be sad to see the Roger Rabbit ride go because I love the Roger Rabbit ride and I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But yeah. it would be the smartest move to get rid of Toontown. Yeah. Although, it's, it, that's a rumor, and it seems weird to me, because they close that land when they start the fireworks. And, like, if you're going to have a brand new Star Wars land, you're not going to close that. Why do they close it? Just before, because it's so close That's where they fireworks. light a bunch no, of They're going to start oh, really? the freaking Ewok party up, man. And yeah. they're going yeah. right? to have the Ewok yeah. party right <laughs> underneath those fireworks. Yeah. Yep. That's what they're going to oh, do. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, help me. We need to get jobs at Imagineering right now. We're, yeah. we're, we're the start Let's of the all, new thing. Like, what are we even doing right now? Let's go down there. And, and you know what? Yeah. If I send that yeah. an MP, a copy of the MP3 of this podcast, just saying, guys, just fast forward to 5910. Yeah, we got you fit. Yeah, so, yeah. That. yeah. They've been working on ride ideas and stuff for years based on the, uh, the older six films. Like, there's been, like, pitches for, like, uh, Endor speeder bike ride yeah. and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but recently, I listened to this podcast with a guy named Jim Hill, and he got to go through, like, mm. a uh, model, like, model shop for mm-hmm. the Imagineers and see, like, just all these crazy things that they're cooking up. And he said that he saw, like, a impressively sized model of a Death Star. So like the exterior? Space mountain size, Yeah, maybe? dreaming. Be a ride inside of it. Oh, I thought you were making Death a joke, because I thought, oh, Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Ma- oh, you know, yeah, it actually yeah. is called No, they space actually mountain. could have a roller. That would actually, what would make sense is a Space Mountain-style roller coaster inside a giant Death Star. Yeah. They're actually. going to oh, yeah. replace the big Epcot ball with, with a Death, Death Star. Star. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it this rate, why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, that, that makes me a little nervous, though, that they're, because... Uh, Imagine when the new Indiana Jones movie was coming out, if they said, we're going to take out that old Indiana Jones ride, yeah. and we're going to bet all, only Indiana Jones movies going forward from Kingdom of Crystal Skull, yeah. or we're going to base our rides well, on. The other thing that made me nervous about that, too, though, is since Bob Iger said all these things are based on new movies, does that mean we're getting another fucking Death Star? Oh my god, I hope not. So, God, I, I hope well, that was just some Imagineers pie in the sky. So, they're specifically saying that all fusion things will be based off of the new based movies. There the won't be movies. like an Empire Strikes Back right or No. Hmm. That's what they're saying. But these, these spin off movies will be set whenever they want, basically. Well, since they've been spending so much time before they decided that working on stuff, maybe that was from older concepts. Yeah. 
I just I'm waiting for them to bring back Captain EO myself. <laughs> did they bring that back after they, they did. Yeah. They did. They did. Jimmy did and I were on it the last time we went yeah. there. Really? Yeah. yeah, they brought it back. Were they, you guys the only people in the whole audience? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty empty. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Because even the, in 1992, yeah. it was still pretty empty yeah. when I saw it. The yeah. first time I went to Disneyland, they had the, like the original Captain EO theater there with all these like, crazy in-room effects. Second time I went, it was all replaced with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ride. It was mm-hmm. actually really fun. And then... When they finally brought Captain EO back, like they didn't even like they just painted the whole room black, and like kind of had the room shake a little bit. And wow. that was about it. It's just getting yeah. worse every time you go. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a photo that I think it was Heidi McDonald may have posted at, at the beat where she said, "If you go to this one space in Disneyland, you can find one little rocketeer." <laughs> Like oh, yeah. one little he's tiny in the, he's rocketeer. He's in the popcorn cart. Yeah. He's turning yeah. the crank on it. We what? Took a yeah. In Tomorrowland, yeah. he's just sitting there like turning oh, popcorn. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for the rocketeer at, at yeah. uh, Disneyland. Is that yeah. a Disney thing? I didn't even remember yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, rocketeer. Directed by Joe Johnston. Oh yeah. No, he directed the hell out of that. It's a very entertaining movie. In fact, I believe the rocketeer recently just landed on Netflix streaming. And if you would like to watch a fun throw, if you like Captain America: The First Avenger. Uh, that director, Joe Johnson, made a very charming throwback kind of Indiana Jonesy adventure movie called The Rocketeer. Uh, you should watch it. Watch Based it. on the great comic by Dave Stevens. It's mm-hmm. got Jennifer Connelly. It's got Locke from Lost. Yep. It plays How- Hugh Hefner. Not Hugh Hefner. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But Jennifer Connelly, man, that was one of the first times I was ever. I probably mentioned this on the podcast before. Seeing Jennifer Connelly in The Rocketeer. Man, that was like instant puberty. I think I think you and Annie say that every episode. Of yeah, yeah, that's one of the things we can agree on. It's like every time like, we talk about the Rocketeer, that's the first thing we're talking. Like, yeah, yeah. And Jennifer Connelly in that white dress. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it's like that moment in The Man with Two Brains when uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah. when the guy spontaneously he sees Kathleen Turner and spontaneously grows a mustache. Exactly. Exactly. That's pretty yeah, much what like, happened. Yeah, to you. I, now I understand what hormones are. Yeah. It's like. He just went into puberty. Oh yeah. my god! But uh, Star Wars Rebels just ended its first half season. Did you guys stick with it until the, until I've the end? I've seen You're, two episodes of Rebels. Took. You can kind of see there's glare on the glass, oh. but he's just oh, turning yeah, the, the little popcorn thing. Oh. Should send that to Bill so <laughs> I can put it in the yeah, show Yeah, that might notes. be the, yeah, the show That's brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we all watched. Uh, I, I think we've all watched Rebels. At least some of it. I've only some seen. Two I thought you guys episodes. kept up with it because I was watching it because I thought you guys would. So, so in case someday we talked about so it. So we watched the pilot and didn't like it, and then I ha- I had to watch the second episode because I knew it had a cameo of Rex from the Star Tours ride. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that right, Star yeah. Tours ship is a big character in that uh, yeah. in that episode. Right? Yeah, and, I know. Uh, there's a special place in my heart for Star Tours, but. You guys have seen the new Star Tours, speaking of which. Well, no, they're actually new ones. So, last time we went was about five years ago. Oh, okay. And that's I know, brand new since we went. Supposedly, it was at the unveiling of the new Star Tours where uh, Bob Iger, the, after they like he and George Lucas had the big like like unveiling, like, yeah. you know, he, they went to lunch at like you know Pirates of the Caribbean, and Bob Iger said, So, George, how much would you want for Star Wars? <laughs> And supposedly that's why Kickstarter. Yeah. I love yeah. that they asked George Lucas what he thought of the new trailer. And I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yep. Dude is burned out. Have yep. you heard about this How Star Wars Conquered the Galaxy book? Yes. It's a brand new book written by this guy who talks about like all this, kind of the social impact of Star Wars. It talks mostly about fandom and stuff like the people from the 501st Legion and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they do, there is a lot about just talking about George Lucas and how he invented Star Wars. And they spend a lot of time talking about his divorce and stuff. They do, there's, there's one little passage in the book which 
makes a really good point that one of the saddest things about George Lucas and his career and everything, like, he's pretty much the only person left on the planet who hasn't seen a Star Wars movie. He's never mm -hmm. been able just to go see a Star Wars movie just yeah. flat out. And there's this great little quote from him which, which pretty much says as much, like, in 2005, right after Revenge of the Sith came out, he's like, yeah, I could just, I, there's, I can't, I, I, I can't see these movies, you know, without just feeling, thinking about all the heartbreak and things could go into these movies. So I've never really technically seen a Star Wars movie. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad, George Lucas. And so I can totally see why he right now is like saying, fuck it. I'm just going to avoid mm -hmm. all this shit until that movie comes. Someone comes to me, says, hey, George, I want to show you this movie. I'm like, oh. He's going to go build his museum. Yeah. He's got other things to do. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got but married. Yeah. He's, he's enjoying his life. He's got know? a kid. Well, yeah, a bunch got, of kids. Yeah. He's got multiple children. Well, well, he has a bio baby now. It's not, not that the bio baby's any better than the adopted kids or anything like that, but <laughs> he did finally reproduce Jeez. on him. Oh, that's been a big thing for him. I know that's a big thing. But he's got shit going on. I'm yeah. adopted Bill, and I feel so small right now. <laughs> I, feel so I know, that's why I, really, I can feel myself kind of saying, but that's a real baby! <laughs> I mean, she's probably going to his, his daughter. Well, one of his daughters is like an ultimate fighter, isn't she? Is she? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. her rope for the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. He's probably hanging out at Ultimate Fights with her. And yeah. Also, I like the, the, wow, his daughter okay. the daughter. The, I mean, his daughter who wrote for the Clone Wars cartoon wrote several episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon, mm -hmm. but she did write one that had, yeah. like, her dad's character Aww. and, like, her character in it. Did her dad yeah. do the voice? No. no. I no. wish, yeah. because that he's the fantastic. main character. Yeah. So, yeah. George Lucas's character from whatever movie that was. He was uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I know, yeah, yeah. sadly, I know that he played he a character named... He was in the named, background was... in the theater or whatever when they're going to see the weird bubble. Mike, I want you to say this out loud. His name is, I believe, was Baron Papanoida. <laughs> You're correct. Thank you. <laughs> his he, cute daughter is Senator wow. Chuchi. Right? No, no, no. The Wait, team... isn't Senator no. Chuchi the hot blue lady? No, Senator yeah. Chuchi was a different character of oh, the same race. Oh, okay. She was not his daughter. She's his the... daughter was played by his actual daughter, who oh, was the okay. one who wrote the episode and had the big headdress that came That's in like right. that. That's right. That's right. She has a hard time yeah. not looking at the camera, too, which right. is kind of funny if you're yeah, watching yeah. those scenes. Yeah. So that is that, but Senator Chuchi was of the same race in the Clone Wars cartoon. Gotcha. And was voiced by Jennifer Hale. And That's was adorable. Right. Now yeah. was Jennifer Hale? Yeah. Wow, okay. So let's talk about Rebels. What do we think of it? Oh, it was bad. I, you know, I didn't, the thing that is interesting, I didn't watch the, I've watched some of the Clone Wars, but I only, I gave up on Clone Wars in season one, so I didn't get to it when it started getting oh, really yeah. good. It got so much better. Clone Wars gets better faster than, if Star Wars and Rebels yeah. ever gets good, it's on a. I watched, I watched the Clone Wars movie. And it was so fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch the cartoon for years. Did you see My the conclusion theater? was Star yeah. Wars isn't for me anymore. Yeah. It's for little kids. Yeah, I watched yeah. when I watched that movie. It was so awful that I put off watching the cartoon for years. Yep. And then finally, like, um, our Last friend Mikey, year. yeah, our friend Mikey, like, loaned us the DVDs and was like, "Please watch these." So I watched through the whole first season, like half watching it, just like on my phone or drawing because it's boring. The first season is just every episode is like clones shoot at droids. And then, but then with a little like homily at the front, like everyone needs a friend. Yeah, exactly. Robots shoot Jedi yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah, there is lying is bad. Yeah, exactly. Robots <laughs> shooting Jedi exactly. for thirty so minutes. So the first season is like not very good. There's like one or two good episodes in the first season. Yeah. Um, and then the second season just becomes like instantly better. Yeah. Like the animation is better. The stories are better. The cinematography is better. That like everything. I'll I will put you together. 
a list of a few key episodes to watch in the first season. Okay. And you can watch that and then just jump into season two. Yeah, do you, do you want yeah. The, I want I want your uh, your yeah. gold standard list yeah. to get me sort of. But uh, I think well, as I because yeah. I didn't have all that baggage because I know it's a beloved show. I didn't yeah. have the baggage of Clone Wars. I actually was capable of kind of enjoying Rebels for what it was, which was, yeah. it's an action series. Clearly, somebody on the production team loves Firefly yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I basically, it's just like, somebody really also liked all the chases from Empire Strikes Back yeah, in Outer yeah, Space. Yeah. And, the, and the movie's just, but it is kind of this, almost a remix of, of just a bunch of nostalgic stuff that people like. So it kind of hit me. I kind of dug it. I mean, I, I didn't, it's not... A particularly story deep show, mm-hmm. but I, I was capable of enjoying just the kineticism of it. But I'm gathering that that you guys really disliked it. I've only seen the two episodes and I did not like it. Uh, the nice thing that I have to say about the show, <laughs> the backgrounds look very nice. The backgrounds that are aping the Ralph McQuarrie mm-hmm. art look very nice because they are aping Ralph McQuarrie art. Yeah, I like the look of it. I like the kind of spare. Characters in <laughs> the character animation. I wish the listeners could see Conley's face right now. <laughs> are not good. The Clone Wars cartoon was ripping off Jendi Tartakovsky's style. Like Jendi Tartakovsky did the original Clone Wars cartoon, which is fantastic. Which is, which is ignored now. Like yeah. that's yeah. like Lucas even they're not even putting that out back print. out or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it it's drives really me, that weird. drives me nuts because that yeah. a lot of people would argue that is the best. Oh, it's so good cartoon yeah. thing that yes, they've done with Star so Wars. Amazing. Yeah, so they were obviously aping the Genji Tartakovsky cartoons style for the visual look of the characters in the new Clone Wars cartoon. Yes, in Rebels they are no longer doing that. The characters don't look good. The animation is stiff and bad, and the lip-syncing is all off, and they move not good, not good, the pacing is terrible. The the character design reminds me, it's like they took the droid style of animation and like the Kenner toys and just went... Oh, that's actually not a bad analogy. There was an episode that you guys didn't see, it's about a halfway through the season, where I actually caught them actually recycling animation, not recycling Mm -hmm. shots. But you can see like major characters. Like that, they have, there's a couple interactions in this action scene where you can see the characters are like interacting with each other. Like the body movements are doing like almost like like, like in a video game where like people have that like that yeah. the movement of their pose. Where but it was more like oh, it was it was hard to explain. It's the but, Tuscan like, Raider lifting well, his thing up. Yeah, it was almost yeah. like that. Yeah. But the way they <laughs> yeah. but that's the way that the that show has always managed to cut costs. Is they but, use a lot of uh, yeah. That's not they're very clever story. about changing the camera angle. But and, it's funny uh, to see from a cheapskate point of view. It's kind of like cutting corners uh, even more than Clone Wars did. The Baby Wookiee was no Gungi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot not... there was a Baby Wookiee. Oh, yeah. there is a bunch of baby Jedi in Clone Wars that are actually kind of... Kind of cool. But, yeah, but the awesome. one thing that I, I always thought... And they're all dead now. Conley's exactly. best <laughs> criticism of Rebels before it was coming out was really well taken, which was you, you were mad that there were arcs for the dudes and not for... The women just seemed to be types. Yes. The 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 the, the, the kid was, had an arc as a Jedi in training. And that was the number one thing when I actually watched the show because Clone Wars also started out with the animation not very good. Yeah. Like the first season, the animation's stiff. Yeah, there's the always cinematography a production curve for, right, for that exactly. Kind of stuff. Like, yeah. uh, and so like, whatever I can think like, oh well, Rebels is just starting. Like that stuff can get better. But so did what, the, was your thing you were afraid of being wrong with Rebels in fact wrong with Rebels? Yes. I watched the first two episodes and just 
You are at almost actually. It's almost lucky that they don't do much with the ladies because the more that like they the guy characters get to do stuff, the more the characters get more grating. Yeah. So Hera and Sabine actually almost come off better for the fact that it's kind of in the background <laughs> watching the assholes be assholes. Yeah. Especially Hera. They don't do anything with Hera the whole no. season. Okay. But she at least gets to be the stoic pilot. When, when like, Hera is cool. She's cool. But they do nothing with her. And she's relegated to the background, like, so that the male characters can do something. And then... She's got her arms crossed right, and looking disapproving exactly. and smirking. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, but you know, there's an episode the... where the, that you haven't seen it, where the two women are actually put together on a stranded on a planet alone, mm -hmm. and it is interesting because they are such thinly sketched characters. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of you've seen this one, Bill. Yes, yeah, it's almost all, yeah. like watching just two very generic characters run around and mm -hmm. not really say anything interesting mm -hmm. for the whole episode. Right. Yeah. One of the first episodes, I don't remember. I think it was the first episode, or maybe the second. I don't remember. Um. Like, they've just picked up this dumb kid, Ezra, who none of them should trust or like, and he's just hanging along for no reason, and the rest of the gang is in a jam, and Hera <laughs> and Ezra are still on the ship, and for no reason, even though Ezra, or like, even though they know nothing about Ezra, and Hera is a billion times more competent, like, they're like, someone's gonna have to go rescue them. And Hera just, like, looks at Ezra and is like, it has to be you, Ezra, and we all believe in you, and, like, only you can do this, and we all trust it's you. It's totally, like, like oh, audience surrogate, like, right. God character. Like, like everyone loves knows. you so Fuck much. You, it's show. a Mary Sue kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like the, like, just, like, which Hera would be the much better choice to go do that, but they, like, shove her character down so that the male character, like, the young male yeah. character can have, a, like, a great, like, which I have so many feelings. They do that in a lot of cartoons. Not to say yeah. it's justified because other cartoons do it, but like, I thought I would have never thought I would catch myself saying it because I wanted the Clone Wars. I like everyone else going, "What yeah. the fuck is this bullshit?" But Clone Wars eventually like rose above that consistently right. enough that it's really disappointing to that's, see like basic story it. decisions like that's this it. in Rebels. It's because yeah. where... with Clone Wars, I became so spoiled by Clone Wars that by the end of it was like largely focused on like the stories of these female characters that to see that happen is then like incredibly disappointing and the first time sabine shows up is like the stereotypical like her taking her helmet off and the boy in there is like oh my god so sexy and she's like eh. like <laughs> oh i just like makes me there is an episode again this would have been very fun if the podcast listeners could see conley's impression <laughs> A one person show oh, that she's been doing as she you describes just want to punch them. these characters in the but, face. But yep. Clone Wars, I've gathered, is a much more um, ambitious and almost like Russian novel-y kind of vast kind of epic of, 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 the, of the universe where it'll spend some time with a character and you'll have a little mini art story with this character and then it'll move on to a whole other part of the, the world. Yeah. Well, they'll spend whole real. episodes because they have like, it's like very half ambitious. dozen episode arcs sometimes too. Mm -hmm. So you've got like two and a half hours just on this character doing this one thing. But you have this ambitious mm -hmm. portrait of, a, of many strata of a society. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like this large, it's almost like the show is really about a republic in a, in a large ambitious way. And this show is much different in that it's really trying to get us to, to know five characters. <laughs> Which, yeah. again, and, well, that's fine too, but like, even on the, it's supposed to be about the space pirate crew, but they never leave this one planet. They're always going back to the, the whatever planet they threw at the true. pilot, and they're always mm -hmm. going back, and they're like, what? Like, why? Like, they don't even, ah, it's just like, like uh, maybe it's a production thing. They don't have enough time and budget to come up with new planets, but just like, this planet's not interesting, it's just a grass planet. And it's just like, 
And the kid Ezra, he's got fucked up blue eyes. It's scary. He looks like a lad. His nose looks like a cat that hit why, a windshield. Why is the Mandalorian lady yellow? Yeah. And why does he, why does Ezra his one weapon is a goddamn laser slingshot that just stuns people? I know it's because on on Clone Wars, you know everyone had a lethal lightsaber, but you're fighting robots, so you're not hurting anyone, so you yeah. justify like fourteen year old Ashoka running around with a goddamn lightsaber. Although that got dark. I know exactly that. That people... got real dark. There, she stopped killing robots. And so there was the one where she like leaps off and like beheads four people at exactly. once. Like that got. So with Ezra, so I guess I think well, okay, like, they, like with no robots running around, these guys are gonna be fighting people. So you have to give Ezra. He needs a weapon, but he can't hurt anybody. Yeah, so they're gonna just to stun, man. That's yeah, all you gotta do. but so and so they announced that they were gonna fix it for the second season. So they put out sketches of like, I guess some kind of preview stuff came up for the second season. Ezra finally gets a lightsaber, and so it's a lightsaber, but it has a handguard on it. And so what happens when he turns the the, the lightsaber off? The handguard can shoot stun lasers out the front of it. That's so a, it's kind that's of a fun. Gun. That's a that's fun kind of, idea. It's still just like, why does he need a stun pistol? He's almost got a lightsaber and cut people in head. Oh, I, 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 I will. I will say. I would think. I, okay. I want to say a few things I did like about the show, though. First mm-hmm. of all, I, I I think it. I like its. I, I like its sort of kinetic action vibe. It almost feels like a TV show from the seventies in that yeah. way. I do like the. I do kind of like the big ship that they're flying around. It's kind of fun and junky. I do like. Um. Like like Colin was saying, I like the all the McCory influence. And I have to say, if you were just sh- watching it from someone a perspective of someone like me who was seven when the first film came out, there's all these weird little nostalgia bumps they keep yeah. throwing in there that oh, are fun, yeah. like the McCoy art. But also, they keep showing this one truck that everyone's driving around, this troop transport that they oh, yeah, keep yeah, showing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a Kenner toy from the 70s that they've decided to make a major vehicle in this universe. It was yeah. like, it was basically the, it was the first think Kenner toy they made why do I know this it's the first <laughs> Kenner toy they made that wasn't um, uh, part of the movie official movie universe yeah. Yeah. and you could stick like stormtroopers in the sides of it and they basically have that that vehicle is constantly in this show yeah. I'm like that is the weirdest deep de- and, like I keep expecting to see them a bunch of people traveling around a Darth Vader carrying case <laughs> at some point you well, know I've seen people even point out like the X-Wing fighters in the show are the same proportions of the X like the Kenner toys because like the, 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 the wings are, are they smaller really? and it's got a big oh, that's hilarious. stuff like that so. so it's basically the show is designed to scratch the uh, whatever the the nostalgic lane is, the hypothalamus or something of someone yeah, like the writing me. Is just so have you and seen the, all the episodes, Mike? The pacing is atrocious. Like yeah, the, the episode pacing is not. You guys not have not seen the work because there are some episodes in there where like I'm like, was this edited like incorrectly? Because it feels like there's a couple episodes where it just mm-hmm. feels like there are scenes missing because things jump around and people things aren't cor- uh, explained correctly. Mm-hmm. There's one episode in particular where the action. The stage in such a way, I had a hard time understanding who was doing what and who. Which you never had that problem in the Clone Wars. And so I don't know what's going like, on from a production I, I point of view. I want it to be good. I want, I want good Star Wars. I want a good Star Wars Star cartoon. Wars. So I'm hoping that it improves in the second season, we'll just I mean, like just like Clone Wars a... did. I'm hoping that they learn some stuff and that it gets better, and then I will excitedly hop on the Star Wars Rebels. They do bring back but... one of the Jedi from the Clone Wars. Did you see that episode? I have, like, I'm, a, I'm a couple from the end. Data from Star Trek The Next Generation shows up as a voiceover character. He doesn't show up in person, but you see him like, on the holonet, which is weird to hear Data's voice saying, oh, The Evil Empire by Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but there's a whole thing where the uh, the crew gets lured into a trap because they think, um, Oh, God, who's the Jedi lady? Oh, 
Yes, she's, I heard about that. I heard about that too. Yeah. She's the Luminara. master of Luminara. yeah of Luminara Ahsoka's Dole. buddy. Yeah. I love Luminara, and that made me real sad. I know exactly. So, <laughs> uh, it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the show's custom designed to make Conley. It really is. Her own <laughs> it's the Conley sadness machine. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, it's not the end of the world. I don't want to make it sound like it's terrible, but I just kind of oh, disappointed because mention the action figures we saw the other night. Oh no. Oh. Target. Did you post the photos? Yeah, you guys. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, I mean, it's not a, not a surprise, Wait, but still. Wait, what's wrong with these action figures, Conley? So they had a set of Star Wars Rebels figures, and it was the, like, heroes and villains set. So it had whatever the not Darth Vader dude is that they have in Rebels. I don't know his Prune name. Prune face or the pinhead or whatever his name right, is. Right, yeah. the, like, yeah, Inquisitor something. That guy. They had Kanan. They had Ezra. Uh, and then they had they had like high pilot clone trooper yeah <laughs> they had Darth Vader oh I know where this is going and they had shadow stormtrooper that's the heroes and, and no <laughs> none of the women characters yeah, no. yeah. yeah so it's like yeah I think I think we got it guys I think that's everyone everyone important I ain't yeah I think the thing that that killed, let's go home <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by the amount of raw Firefly fandom though in that show it's like yeah. the big dude is Jane Cobb you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Rebels is better than Firefly now just by virtue of the fact that it has no Adam Baldwin in it yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man no, so, yeah, that was just, like, we were walking through Target. Um, That's up. We were, like, looking for something for Christmas something, decorations, something, yeah. something like that. And it was just like, oh, look, Rebels toys. Let's be insulted. Yep. <laughs> but Harry's a good character. I like her. I don't know why she's yeah. not the main character of the show, because she owns the show. Yeah. Why is why she is even cool. there? And that, the lady who voices her is a huge fucking Star Wars fan. Yeah. She loves Blow, it. Yeah. And they always hint that there's this kind of nice relationship that seems to be going on between her and the, and the what's his name, the dude, the old Jedi dude. Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. Yeah. I'm just going to call him Freddie Prince Jr. So basically they, they hint that there's this kind of almost nice, almost marriage-like relationship between the two of them. And but then it's just like it's just like the two of them leaning next to each other with their arms crossed in the back going, going those kids. It's like I actually want to see a, a that, show yeah. about yeah. these two. Yeah. yeah. Which hopefully the, there's more episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah hate, I hate I hate Chopper. I will say this. Yeah. Chopper's sucks. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Like, well, yeah, a hateful R2D2. Yeah. yeah. Who decided that would be good? Yeah. Oh, thank God we've got him fixed. He, he constantly gets yeah. broken or shocked, and they, they put it, they go, oh, well, we finally got him back together. You're fine. <laughs> then he proceeds to, like, hit them with his <laughs> yeah. hands. I'm like, why did you turn him back on? Why did you fix him? Just He's him just garbage. messing things up. I love that there, there are serious theories out there suggesting that he must be a rebel agent. Or uh, an imperial agent, because why else would be he such be like such an asshole and fuck? Because so consistently <laughs> fucks everyone else up, but not in a funny. Oh, I was just kidding, kind of way. But like every time he's turned on, he yeah. hurts someone, wrecks a, oh, one of the missions, and not like in a cute, fun, not a funny like even haha. Oh, Bender from Futurama, you're such yeah. a jerk, kind of way. But right. like. Why is this thing here on the ship? Right. Not in yeah. a not in like a bender lovable asshole or a oopsie three PO fell and tripped. Yeah, and he has no over, redeeming. Like, no, like why? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't seem to come from like when R two D two would do mischievous stuff. It always because he had a mission or something. Yeah, yeah. He had some agenda he wasn't explaining like, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or three yeah. PO did it because he was just a klutz and he was yeah. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is that there really is no. But their but their humor was a byproduct of them being fallible and and yeah. and the thing is is that Chopper has none of those subtleties. He's yeah. just a dick. Yeah, <laughs> those those characters got by and uh, like they were ridiculous characters, like but Tasmanian like the humor devil. came from their super defined pleasing character 
uh, art and shit just kind of like grinding against each other, but that produced the humor. But yeah, Chopper's just an asshole, and everyone on the ship hates him, and he doesn't seem to like anyone else there, so you wonder, like, what? Yeah! It's like, oh, oh, here's Chopper showing up R2-D2. It's like, why would I want to see that? that I want to see R2-D2 kick his ass. Yeah. Anyway, I, I did get shocked when uh, uh, 3PO actually called in the Empire on the good guys. I was like, 3PO, what are you doing? Why are you being a butthole? But that's in keeping with 3PO. He's protocol just, droid, yeah. man. He doesn't, he's not thinking about this protocol. shit. Like, yeah. He's butthole 3PO. What <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't, like. I, I hope it gets better. I, the nice things I will say are supposedly it's got four more seasons yeah, to get better. The, the, I will say nice things. The backgrounds look really great, and I think that it has the potential to be a better show. And I hope it it's. Conley is hoping for good foregrounds as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 eventually. Yeah. Good I foregrounds. I to get off the goddamn planet so they have more different backgrounds. Oh, yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Harris, they, they only had the one stash of Brock McQuarrie art. It really and does. And they, like, don't. They're know going what through, to do like, the they're, they're yeah. going through his, like, stash at his, at his apartment right now, hoping, like, oh my god, I hope he. Yeah, Please hope, let there be another planet there. At least half a dozen more planets. We hope he, he's just hiding from us, you know? Yeah. They're using the spirit mediums to channel him. Did you think Drop They put out that. They just put out nice coffee table book of Ralph yeah, that was Kickstarter. other concept yeah. art. Everything but Star Wars. Although I saw if you like contributed to one high enough thing on the Kickstarter, they would throw in the book for free if you donated like an extra 90 on top of the 300 they were asking for or something like kind that. Kind of surprised you didn't get one, Bill. I, <laughs> I, I had to spend my money on Boy, if you'd only you'd PlayStation that, that, that Star Wars print done in time. Right? I know, exactly. Maybe next year. Uh, well, speaking of next year, uh, now that we're, well, in three hours from now, we're going to be exactly one year out from new Star Wars coming out. Uh, what I'm not you... staying here that late, sorry. I know. <laughs> I will wait for three hours. Uh, just Why not? Here in silence. Just talk about Star Wars. We, you yeah. know what? If Bush comes to show, we really could go three hours if that's just going to... Well, we no, we did one yeah. show where we talked for almost, for like three yeah, hours. It was like three hours. Yeah. We should do a commentary Who someday. Who got oh, to the end of that show? Actually... Who yeah. got to the end of that episode, I wonder? Did well, that anybody was one of the most popular the episodes. Our Star Wars episodes are our most popular the first, episodes. The first 40 <laughs> minutes of that episode were the most popular episode, Bill. Yeah. Nobody got to two hours and 51 minutes <laughs> on that. like Star Wars! Nobody. Um, oh, man, I don't know what I never thought about us doing a commentary before. If we did a commentary, what would, you guys like, what would you guys like to do? I, I want to hear Conley do a commentary on her most favorite and least favorite episodes of... of uh, her favorite Wars. episode... I want to see her do a commentary favorite episode of Clone Wars and her least favorite episode of Rebels. Perfect. That would kill a fun <laughs> hour. Double feature. Oh my god. Just let Conley yeah. just, just... We don't even have to be pull there. That, just Conley, you just record it by yourself. Just me, all by myself. Just what pull the pin what off the that fuck? grenade. Like it wouldn't even be talking. You're just like... <laughs> we would just pull the pin off oh that grenade and god. let it rip. That would yep. be awesome. Well, Perfect. you know, if we we could if we uh, do commentary three times over for the Star Wars Holiday Special, that'll kill three hours. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. We could find a new thing to think, you know, talk about every three. With three yeah. passes, when they could edit things together, it'd be super dense. I want to. I want to do just. I just want to show for the commentary on the part because if you've not seen the Star Wars Holiday Special in a while, uh, I a watched time. it uh, several years yeah. ago, and the one thing that really uh, that I had forgotten blessedly when it first came out when I was like eight or nine is. There's a scene in it where uh, Chewbacca's dad puts on like a, a virtual reality headset and watches uh -huh. a porn video with 
essentially. It's an erotic dance video yep. with Diane Carroll. Yes. And I'm like, what the heck? And, and, and they cut to, to the grandpa's like terrible prosthetic, like little yeah. grunting face. And he, for all the world, it looks like he's watching in a form. Yeah. It is the most disturbing. Drew, you've never seen all of the I've holidays. I've never special. seen all of the holidays. The scene well, you got a week to catch yeah. up before Christmas. Grandpa, yeah. Chewie, and the, Chewie's, Chewie's dad or grandpa and, and the Diane Carroll scene. I've, we gotta call this up on YouTube later because it is the yeah. most uncomfortable making. Oh my god, it's horrible! Yeah, scene. I love that with their yeah. big, great creative decision for the Star Wars holiday special is let's get a whole bunch of characters who don't speak English and just roar at each other for an hour <laughs> just to hang out in their house, watch TV, and we'll just watch them watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Great. Oh, the they're other watching thing porn. Is... They're watching Jefferson Starship. They're watching like they're watching like a hologram of Jefferson Starship, Diane Carroll. Did you see and, like, the, the It's crazy. Osmond, the Osmond uh, kids, they're a Star Wars holiday special. Well, that wasn't a holiday special because it was like like in the summer of seventy seven. But uh, Donnie Maria Osmond had a Star Wars special with uh it's an hour long thing. Paul Lind is like running around with the uh, Darth Vader chasing people. It's it got a bunch of stormtroopers on roller skates and <laughs> Red Fox That sounds amazing. As, Red Fox shows up as Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, Red Fox, and that's fantastic. Oh is, is it Chris Christopherson as Han Solo? He's dressed oh like God. Han Solo and he sings oh, a song? I think I, I might have watched that. this it's, when it I came out. I just found out about this recently, just in the last like month or so. And it's, it, I think... It's, Donnie Marie was a, was a was regular watching in my household at the time it was out. Musical so, siblings, uh, right? A lot of variety shows in the Russell household. Oh, my God. And uh, I have a feeling that I may have seen that first the quali- It's totally like watching that, uh, that, that, that variety show episode of The Simpsons mm-hmm. that they're making fun of, but it's totally just like that kind of quality, like weird, terrible 70s shit. Yeah. Red Fox is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Come on. Actually, that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was in Tokyo on an exchange program when I was in high school, on New Year's every year, they do, like, this big, like, music show where a bunch of, like, pop stars come out and do performances. Uh-huh. And my memories are starting to fade. I'm sad. Like, I'm, I'm sad that this memory is leaving me. Tears but I remember, like, at, like, the big, like, finale was, like, a, some sort of, like, J-pop musician coming out flanked by just a shit ton of stormtroopers. And like Darth Vader, and they're all doing like the like <laughs> Japanese like J-pop dance. That's gotta be up on YouTube somewhere. Or something, it's, yeah. it's not. No? Like I, I was looking for it everywhere. How is that not already in Bill's YouTube face? Yeah, seriously, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like this like ridiculous. So do you oh, remember what channel it was on? No. What network? No, my memories are just. Um, what year was it? There's a funny... It was 2005. Okay, so Japan 2005 New Year's special. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. If listeners can track yeah. that down, that'd Storm be amazing. Dance. Yeah. There's a that great, probably can be found. There's yeah. a good Candatuna commercial from Japan that's featuring Star Wars characters uh-huh. that I've seen, but that's the closest uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good Star Wars commercials. The Disneyland, the Disneyland one, one with best. Darth Vader. Really? Oh, have you yeah, never seen that? Okay. We, after we'll this. We'll YouTube like We're going to watch, we're gonna watch Chewie's Dad watch porn and that yeah. Yeah. when we're done. Uh, there's yeah. C-3PO's, the serial that came yes. out in the mid-80s. Yes. <laughs> there was a great commercial with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Robocop did a commercial for fried chicken in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that was Robocop cereal, dude. Was there Robocop I think cereal? there was. I think there was. I what could be... didn't Actually, I think I may be wrong about that. Did so they have the drug from Robocop 2 to crack or whatever? <laughs> Please, someone nuke look up Robocop oh, breakfast. Nuke, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like nuke marshmallows Man, or something. I was hanging out with friends today and we were talking about Star Wars stuff because I told them we were doing this podcast yeah. tonight and we started talking about how good the Empire Strikes Back was, blah, blah, blah. And, we were ta- and my friends were asking me, like, okay, well, who made the Empire Strikes Back? Why was that so good? We started talking about uh, Irvin Kershner, who directed mm-hmm. the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, he must have made some really, really... 
It's so sad because he was such a good filmmaker with The Empire Strikes Back. He must have made some other hidden gems that no one ever gets to see because they just focused on the Star Wars. The guys of Laura Mars. And yeah, and then I was like, the uh, the only other film he did after The Empire Strikes Back was Robocop 2. And we all just started laughing. Like, he oh, directed man. Never Say Never Again, the Sean Connery uh, comeback film of James Bond. I enjoyed Never Say Never Again. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Not, 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 funny just to hear people at Sony just being like bitchy about like man. Nobody's coming off good in that Sony leak. Not no. the hackers, not the executives. No, the whole thing's a mess, yeah. Nothing, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I Hollywood need, I just want to it just makes me feel squeaky about everything in oh, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Man, but if you're like a computer, like a security guy living in Hollywood right now, oh man you You're about to be very wealthy if you're any good. It's a good Christmas for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anyway, anyway, that's not Star Wars related, but yeah. So I was just saying, like, uh, with the one year out from coming out from new Star Wars, is there anything in particular you guys hope happens in regards to Star Wars stuff within the next year? I listed as an example, like the uncut trilogy coming out on Blu-ray or in theaters. We can or only dream. Like that. Yeah, I hope that comes out next year. That'd that sounds be really cr- nice. Like, I don't see how that does not happen. Again, if Bobby Roberts is still listening to this, he would flip his shit because he's still convinced that like things between Disney and Fox are too mm-hmm. muddled to make that a guarantee. But they're crazy. How do you not have new yeah. Star Wars come out? Not, I, I'm, I would still be shocked if they don't uh, have a limited, almost a special edition yeah. style re-release sometime in the next summer. They should like release the uh, like limited re-release of the prequels, and then a limited re-release of the original trilogy. Actually, that would be cute. And yeah. then like the new movie. I want a uh, almost like, like a month, kind of like thing yeah, you yeah, yeah. with special like, editions. Show, yeah. show like each movie for a limited time. Prequels in September, September like, yeah, one month, yeah. yeah. So for my money, one of the all-time great DVD sets, or I guess Blu-ray as well, is the uh, Blade Runner five-disc set, oh, the final yeah. cut, Which I where thought, you get yeah. every cut of the movie and with the, with all the trimmings, including like a work print that they Which accidentally showed of... once in a movie theater <laughs> in L.A. Which is great because uh, it has a whole bunch of like blues music and stuff on yeah. it. So I mean, it's even more of a 1940s kind of I vibe. Ha- yeah. Uh, Sean Levy, who used to be the lead film critic at the Oregonian, mm-hmm. was in the theater that showed the work print the oh, one really? time. <laughs> he was like, yeah, there was a scene with these people with hockey masks. It was kind of funny. Um, but oh, yeah, he, the strippers have hockey masks. Yeah, because yeah, that's in the Blu-ray set. He had yeah. seen it um, and, and was there when it really screened. But the thing that I would like is I want a version of that that is every incarnation of mm. Star Wars. I want the class. I want a remastered, of course, original version. But I think it's... In terms of film scholarship, it actually is kind of interesting now. No, I have an We're far enough Star away Wars from collection. it. Yeah. We're far enough away from the special edition changes that I actually see that as interesting film scholarship. I want oh, totally. every edition. Mm-hmm. I want an explanation by Lucas of why I changed what I changed, and then I want to see. And, but in fact, they redid effects like for between DVD editions too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, um, well, by the time even, the, yeah. the, the, that the last Blu-ray set. Out speeder and the, those cool. effects keep getting redone and redone, yeah, yeah. so that the the final Blu-rays that they released of the special editions actually the effects are quite a bit different than the effects we saw in theaters in yeah. 1997. Yeah, yeah. I want. I, I think that's pretty interesting. I think we're almost as far out from the special editions as the special editions were out from the original release of the original movies, which is kind of horrifying to 97? think about. 97. Yeah, 97. Yeah. So it's been what? Yes, yeah, like 17 years. But I think. And I mean, yeah, it was it was what 13, 
14 years from Jedi to Special Edition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I w- if you're really going crazy, throw in a couple of good fan edits in there as well. Well, <laughs> the thing is, too, because like, you'd have to need uh, separate cuts even for the F- theatrical releases, you know, because when Star Wars first came out, it did not have Episode Four on it yep. and all that kind of stuff. And that crazy Addy one edition of Star Wars in. Oh, man, we were watching the despecialized edition. Again, with, the, with us talking about Star Wars this afternoon, we decided to uh, show our friend what the despecialized editions look like in the uh, he was just watching. He's like, "Why are you guys so excited about this? Just Star Wars." And we're like, "Man, <laughs> yeah, because it's just Star there's Wars. Less. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's less. There's less. This version's not pink. Yep. It yep. doesn't have like, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It was kind of a funny thing, but like, he was yeah, just like, just, uh, what do you guys care about?'" But then again, we were just watching the scene where Obi Wan ta- gives the, the lightsaber to Luke, so it's not like yeah. that's one of the scenes that has special edition changes you can point out and say, "This is the original version." Yeah. But, yeah. Ultimately, I've, 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 as time has gone on, I've gotten a little more philosophical about the whole thing because particularly on the special edition differences are ultimately like, what, seven minutes over six hours? The most glaring are probably some of the Return of the Jedi stuff. Oh. Well, that the Jedi the Han, stuff I could do without. Yes. The Han shooting stuff is still And his weird head just, move. Thing. Yeah, the bad... So and bad. again, with Jabba, like, you know, Han kind of robotly kind of standing up on Jabba's tail and kind of like, uh, like robot coming back down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how great would a... I mean, I would really love to see, like, a beautiful disc set that actually explored those changes. Oh, and, like, yeah. how they were done. And uh, Disney's and in charge. You might get... You may not get that this year or, or like... but like Disney will sell you whatever they can. I want Star Wars Final Cut, basically. I want the Blade Runner Final Cut, but I want Star Wars Final Cut. But it's... And so, uh, again, this How Star Wars Conquered the, 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 the Universe book, it's just came out, like, last month. So Lippincott really does not like that book. I know, and mm-hmm. Charlie Lippincott's Facebook page is one of the best things for Star Wars fans right now. So, Charlie Lippincott, he was, like, the... He was actually the head of PR for Lucasfilm when they oh. first made Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he's got... He's just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so he's, because he, he knows he's his brain slipping, he's just going crazy on his Facebook page for the last couple of months, just like just shooting everything he has in his archives up onto Facebook saying, here's this memo from like when we were like casting Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's like this, all this like film and stuff from when we were like out in the shooting in Tunisia and stuff like that. Just like, and, and just talking about the ins and outs mm-hmm. of the production of Star Wars. And he's also really got a great secret history on this thing because he's posting things like he, they, when he, let part of ways of Lucasfilm, they actually brought let him take some of his office stuff yeah, boxes exactly. with so him, he's got all that and stuff. they've got yeah. like, here's the actual merchandising deal we worked out with Kenner. Mm-hmm. Here are the actual copyrights that yeah. we filled I, out. It's to boring get from one perspective, yeah. but like the it's nuts a, but, and bolts of no, it's cool. Of, it's of actually Star Wars an history of like how shit happened. Yeah, it's a bit of lost film history. And what I've heard is Lippincott. Isn't it true that Lippincott kind of doesn't like this new book because yeah. it kind of doesn't get some of those facts right, and he can prove it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's but, what I heard. Is that am I right about that? Yeah, I, I yeah, seem to recall yeah. that. That's his argument. I can't remember why I brought it up again. Oh, well, do, well, just because this is such a recent book, it's the first book I've read that actually talks about the ins and outs of Disney buying Lucasfilm. Oh. Yeah. And one of the things they point out in this book, because uh, Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm for four billion dollars, half of that was in Disney stock, which automatically made uh, Lucas George Lucas the second biggest holder shareholder of <laughs> Disney stock behind. Steve Jobs' widow, and mm-hmm. so even though he's kind of sold off Star Wars and stuff like that, he's still in control of Star Wars. As long as he like he can work together with Steve Jobs' widow or anyone else, he can veto anything they do with Star Wars. So it's not yeah. so mm-hmm. Disney does not have. Shit. But that's yeah. the thing. That's yeah, just, hopefully he's just like that's his money for a rainy day. Yeah, I think if there's a board meeting where they all shareholders have to vote, I'm like, are we gonna make Star Wars pudding pops with titties on them? He's just like, that sounds terrible, but. I don't I got a kid. I'm going to go feed that kid. Yes, whatever. Just get me out of here. Yeah. So, 
I, I hope Lucas was taking care of his health, getting healthy, taking, he's having a good time. Oh, yeah, you see he's, get, he's getting bulked up these days? I hope. What, Is he? He has a shirt that says, uh, do you not even lift or whatever. And he's getting like. <laughs> he's in CrossFit now. Yeah, yeah, he wears like extra tight shirts. He's still got a belly, but he's, you can tell he's trying to go for like, you know, a six pack. <laughs> what? You can lift, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I, that, wouldn't that be awesome, though, if George Lucas, after he quit making Star Wars movies and got that off his chest? <laughs> Like he just got ripped. He got ripped and he got real sense of humor about Star Wars. Starts making his own fucking Topatico t-shirt shop about Star Wars shit. George Lucas starts a webcomic. And he just, he's lifting weights and doing webcomics. That's what he's doing now. He starts doing his own Flash Gordon uh, fucking fan comic. Uh, he makes fan, that, would, that would be the best thing in the world is George Lucas making fan films for other things oh, no, he likes. I hope he's just writing fan fiction. Like he's got his fanfiction.net account where he's just writing a bunch of Flash Gordon fan fiction. He loves yeah. Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yep. just fucking loves that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's just all fan fiction about like Draco and Harry kissing. Yeah. But, he's worth, yeah. but he's worth like billions of dollars so he can get John Williams to like, do the music. Yeah, yeah secretly. Hey, yeah. Johnny, come uh, in. I, yeah. know. I, I really enjoyed Battlestar Galactica season two. So it's like and, uh, so Spielberg I'm... come over to like check out his uh, fan <laughs> yeah. fiction. He's like, what do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> I totally. Oh I told. That's what I want Lucas to do. I want him to do being like six million dollar man fan fiction. Yeah, that's what I want. Yep. I want him to do terrible seventies television. The guy's gotta have interest. He can't just be a. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. He's uh, that, I, that's kind of the happiest thing about Star Wars. I'm, I'm glad to see he got away from Star Wars and he do he really do whatever the hell he wants now these yep. days. So that's good for George. Yep. Yeah. You Except know, for maybe build a uh, his museum in San Francisco. He used to build in Chicago, but everything else can stay. I've talk, I've talked to, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I actually, uh, a few years ago, wrote this big essay that I performed on Livewire Radio where I was oh, like, yeah, here's how cool. I kind of got over Star Wars, or like at least put it in its proper place in my life, because I, I checked in on it every seven years, and so by the time the prequels came, the last of the prequels came out, I was 35, and I was kind of like, you know what, I think I'm kind of done, and then the Clone Wars movie came out, and I was like, this that is for kids now, yeah. I'm done, and I, and I kind of actually kind of and i realized that like my intense fandom of it as a young man is because i was just marketed to really well at the right age oh yeah. and it's funny because these this new movie does not fit did not fit anywhere into my plan We're it's like just pull you back in yeah it was yeah. kind of like oh god i was like my, my initial reaction honestly when i heard that they were making this and getting the old cast together was like damn it yeah, yeah. like god why are you I don't want to be Why would fascinated this? by yeah. this again. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got the guy who wrote The Empire Strikes Back on board. Yeah, I was like, damn and it. Like, like, <laughs> the millennium, they're bringing like, back the Millennium Falcon. God damn it. Look back. And, and, I, and I basically yeah. just, yeah, they, they've unfortunately, they've done a brilliant job of, they're like, hey, Mike, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, but I, I, don't I checked in with the films at every age, which was, you know, the thing is, is when I was, uh, like, the prequels in particular seemed to be aging with me. I was 35 when the when Revenge of the Sith came out. And Revenge of the Sith, as I said in the essay, is all about the failure of the human body, uh, cynicism, the collapsing of empire, wars that are endless, uh, mean, evil politicians, yeah. and, and aging and, and regret. And I was like, oh, well, that's what I am at 35. 
I'm like, that's all the things that are worrying me right now. And it's so funny because now I'm like, well, if these movies keep aging with me, I guess this one is my one where it's like, again, it's kind of pat because they're trying to pass the torch on this to a new generation. Mm -hmm. I guess this one's going to have to conform to my having to admit that the young people are yeah, are supplanted gone, yeah. me fully now. <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer the star of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even like. Yeah, I'm pretty much settled into whatever what I'm do doing. You do for, what's the next seven years like? What will you do for, for another Star Wars check-in? Oh golly, by that time, see. I'm. Uh, I, I will be. Next, next multiple of seven would be age 49. Oh, so you got time. Yeah. You got a better part of the decade. I got a way to go. Yeah, I got a ways oh, to okay. go. Well, but, but the trilogy will be over in... The know, new trilogy will be over, and I'll just right. be like, I'll just be like, am It'll I going to... I'm going to be arguing, I guess I'll be arguing about midichlorians in the old folks' home. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's going to be me. Well, that's going to be it. Yeah, watching about the third Boba Fett sequel. And yeah, that there's that old. You guys ever see that Kate Beaton cartoon that was like, like it was about like fanboys in the year 2049. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and the old. I think I saw this. It's a, it's a hilarious. It's yeah. just and she's so good and so devastating. Oh, yeah. the, like girl being like, you remember the birth of our child? <laughs> <laughs> was like, no, but you remember He Man? That was a great <laughs> yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah that sounds. I think in the right. comic yeah. it was Thundercats. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Thundercats. Did you ever see yeah. Thundercats? Boy, that was a great cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, yeah. it was all, the other or the other one like that that kind of struck, hit me hard was um, oh, there was an Onion article from the, several years ago that was like seventy uh, percent of of area boys' mind filled with thoughts of Super Mario. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> look at me, look at the room I'm living in. It's all nothing but Star Wars, fucking yeah. George Lucas and fucking Lego and shit like that. Yeah, so but I'm a living it, testament to that bullshit. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't even spend that much time. Uh, I don't even spend near as much time thinking about this stuff as yeah, I used to. Except you keep balance. dragging me back in here, know, and I'm well. like, I'm like, and then I'm like, well, Baron Papanoida, and I'm like, you know, here I am. <laughs> Star Wars, but I'm the one who's like, I, I still just like, I don't, I'm still just treating this as an elaborate, big budget fan fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, not because I, you know, dislike, you know, like new Star Wars or, you know, have any problem with J.J. Abrams, but like, I got so burned with the prequels that like, that's what I, I totally came like, to, I, I came to, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting excited now, but I kept telling, that's the I kept, poisonous I kept, thing. Exactly. Yeah. I kept telling Jimmy, like, I'm not going to let myself get excited because I can't let myself get hurt. Like, like I can't, I'm not ready to love again. Yeah. And so like, while Jimmy was over there getting excited, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to allow myself this excitement. But now like after the teaser trailer and stuff, it's over. That was Conley's damn it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just like, I want it now. Yeah. But again, all I'm realizing is yeah. I, that you heard what I said in the early, I was like, that's great marketing. You know, I kind of yep. like it. Mean, yeah, it was really marketed too successfully again, damn it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you realize exactly a year from now we're all probably going to be waiting in line for a midnight showing. Yep. We are. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it is less than three hours until midnight. I don't know that I will do that. I think, think I so? might wait. I think I might go, How you know, do you that know if the, it'll be at the Baghdad on a weekday, <laughs> half full. <laughs> you're going to be that Portland hipster? Okay. Yeah. You're, you're saying that now, but we'll see a year from now. We'll see where you are. We'll be recording can... a podcast I, I... in line. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Might as well be. Yeah, we'll, we'll be listening to this as a joke. And yeah. then, yeah. I, I got a, I, yeah. I have a bad case of the rickets. I won't be able to stand in line Man, that long. Man, if you can guarantee... We'll get you, like, one of those folding camp chairs. <laughs> and you can jump sit up. If I can get a camp chair and maybe a muffler and, you know, like, maybe if we can at least have yeah. some, uh, yeah, all the we'll comfort. We'll get you like a little hand warmer yeah. and like a cozy winter hat. I still remember when that <laughs> happened with the Phantom Menace, yeah. though. And that was good times, though. Like kind of like yeah. waiting out in line because I, I went to a midnight yeah. screening of that. I spent eight hours getting tickets the week before that happened just mm -hmm. to, so I could wait in line. That was good. Oh, I went. Even to though the movie wasn't I, good, I went to midnight screenings of all of them. Yeah. Even when I knew what I was getting myself into, I went to midnight screenings 
of all of them. I will um, never forget going because I was a, you know, working as, you know, writing about movies at the time and getting film passes at the newspaper where I worked at. Yeah. We went and saw the Phantom Menace at a preview screening, and you know it was disappointing. That would be one way to put it. Was everyone like cognizant but of that? But what was what bizarre about walking like, out of that theater was you walked out of that preview screening and there were people waiting in line for the movie and I was like, oh man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm -hmm. You are going to be so disappointed. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> so one year from now, we'll all be waiting in line for the midnight showing. And one year and five hours from now, we'll all be like heartbroken. And or yeah, just kind of like going crying. like, yeah. trying to convince ourselves like that yeah. the Lame Falcon <laughs> in the desert part was cool after all. I was kind of. I'll bet yeah. you, I, you know, I don't know. I, I remember I was very cynical about the first Abrams Star Trek movie, which I, I understand people have a which lot of legitimate great. beefs with as a story, but it's really a very energizing and fun movie, and the cast is selling the hell out of that flick. Yeah. The thing is, I came out of that really pumped. I was like, this is this was fun. I really liked the first I, I have a feeling yeah. at minimum... And the Bobby, second Bobby one was Roberts, so exponentially better. Bobby Roberts said this recently when he was on, on one of his shows. He goes, here's the thing. it Just by virtue of just being sort of competently made in a fun way by J.J. Abrams, which you know at minimum he will achieve, it's it's gonna, he said it's automatically gonna be like the third or fourth best Star Wars movie. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At it's minimum. It's such a low so, barrier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, I think it'll be Would it have to be that much to even be better than Return of the Jedi? Exactly, yeah. yeah no. so. be better have yeah. some dancing Ewoks, man. I'll be... Yeah. They'll put something stupid in there. There'll be they some kind of like after the credits, like little... Do you think the rumors that the flat, there's a flashback on... Uh, the Ewok planet in this new movie. Some people have said there's a flashback oh, yeah. where they just show up and they talked about that get, on the last they get revenge. Oh, is that what's supposed to happen? <laughs> Decimate the Ewoks. That can't be true. I don't think that's true. Is everyone just like sleeping off like it's new in the next day and everyone's unconscious and like... hungover. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens with everybody's hungover. <laughs> yeah. People are just like, people are waking up. They've had, they've had, uh, oh, after, yeah. they've had one night stands they regret. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like Wedge is doing the walk of shame. Yeah. And, and, and then... <laughs> Just walking into fire a yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's when the attack comes. Yeah, it goes into the like slow motion thing where there's no music or sound, and you just hear that kind of like echoey screaming in the background yeah. as someone's like <laughs> looking around and like everything's smoking it's and there's 3PO. like He's burning like... Ewoks. Like you're such a talk about the opening of Ewoks, yeah. the first Star Trek movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. slow motion. Like yeah, oh my yeah. god, we're all dying. We're getting attacked by people we don't understand. Let's just be crumb with a shotgun, just yeah. killing everybody. Yeah. And oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I really do. Just want that. So it opens with, the, it opens on Wedge doing the Walk of Shame. Yeah. And and yeah, and Lando barfing into a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and basically everybody, like Han and Leia, are having their first huge fight. Like, yeah. Oh, just, that's the start of it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how like Han ends up at a fucking Star Wars convention at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why Luke especially like ends up hiding because he doesn't want to talk to nerds anymore. He doesn't anymore. want to be a part yeah. of it. Like stop bringing me into this. Guys, I'm not gonna show yeah. you how to use the force. And everybody <laughs> thinks Luke's crazy because yeah. he's come back. Goes, what? What have you been up to, Luke? Well, I set my father on fire, and I'm talking to ghosts. Yeah. And everyone's like, "What the hell's wrong with you, dude? You got you get some PTSD. We got to get you some help." The emperor, he shot lightning at my face. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? An old man shot lightning at me with his fingers. Uh, my dad threw him down a shaft. He came out with me, and I said, I took off his helmet. There was a, a, a pale British man with an Easter egg head uh, <laughs> underneath, and then I set him on fire. Right. What really, what happens? It just, the movie even starts a couple, like, actually, like, the night before. Like, it ends. It starts off with the last shot of Return of the Jedi where, like, yeah. you know, Luke's looking like the ghost, and, like, he, like, the ghosts are hanging out, and he kind of turns around to everybody who's partying behind him. and was like, hey, guys, what's, what's, 
was like, yeah. what are you looking like, at, Luke? What? what? Yeah. Like, but he's like, but ghosts. <laughs> and they're like, what? And like the ghosts, the force ghosts are like, oh shit. Yeah. I don't know if he was going to say yeah. anything about yeah. us watching him. Like, yeah. Oh no, or they start like clowning that. on him. They're like, they can't see us, Luke. And they start yeah. doing all this like obscene right. stuff. And, and Luke's like, look what they're doing! Cut to Luke like locked away like in a room like, no, there's ghosts! And everyone just seems Ghost like, Obi-Wan oh, and yeah. fucking Anakin just start like pretending like, you know, fight each other with ghost yeah. penises. Yeah. Yoda's just putting up with it barely, just like, oh god, I'm stuck with these guys in the afterlife yeah. until The Force Awakens, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Yoda and Obi-Wan are both like, why does he get to be young? <laughs> and like, like, Obi-Wan just instantly turns himself into Ewan McGregor. He just like goes, and, and, and turns into Ewan McGregor. Yoda. He just, yeah, he just holds his breath for a second and turns into young Ewan McGregor. And then Yoda, I think, when he turns into young Yoda, full head of hair. Yeah. Just yeah. Lo- lo- just luxurious. Just like as, as like yeah. the hair is like as long as he is tall. Oh and it's just like God. constantly blowing in the wind. He looks like he should be in a White Snake video. Yeah. It's, Yoda <laughs> yeah, is got, rocking like, his White Snake. wind machine that's not affecting anyone else no, no, but no, his but force ghost him. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tawny Katane is crawling around on a, on a land speeder behind him. Yeah. <laughs> He, oh, nobody got that reference with me. No, no, oh, no, I see that. Yeah, exactly. Tony Katane, yeah. she was on this America's Funniest Home Videos, and she's like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, going to be a great movie, you guys. It's going to be really good. Can't wait. Yeah. It's a, it got such a dopey title, too, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, I I'm mean, in. all of them have, yeah. like, you know. No, yeah. What does that mean? Is the Force sleepy? Yeah. What happened? Force goes sleepies. Well, well, Force goes sleepies for the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My suspicion is going to be what happened is Luke took off and... He, everyone kind of really thinks the Jedi died because I think he got too powerful. Man, this is like a waste though. Thirty years and he didn't like train anyone yeah. else. Like, what the yeah, heck? everyone's gonna be like, Luke, you know, you could have helped out, dude. Look, you could have been doing something other than just hanging out in your fucking little Irish castle house for like thirty years. Talking to invisible people for the yeah. last thirty years. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever, I'll man. take that. I'll take Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. More Star Wars is coming. That's so. Fuck, I, we've known about this for two years, and I'm still just like... I'm and we're still just sitting there like, oh my god, more Star Wars. I would imagine over, Star Wars, over the course of next year, we'll probably start hearing more about the next one after this, yeah. too, as, yeah. as, as Ryan Johnson yeah. starts getting his shit together. Because yeah. well, he's got to start writing that. That's the thing with the Disney race, too. Is like, they already know some of the stuff that's happening in 8. Yeah. And so they're planning for that, too. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's films are going to be pretty interesting, because I, I think Abrams yeah. is a great whiz-bang filmmaker, and I think working with the guys he's working with, he's probably going to do something that's pretty... It's going to be polished, it's going to be yeah. polished at minimum, but I think Ryan Johnson's going to probably bring a little bit of extra something odd to these films. Yes, Godlike. My number one choice before any of this, before this, my number one choice for Star Wars director was Brad Bird. Mine too. And you broke my heart when you told me. Wait, what happened? I saw someone had mentioned recently that they approached him to do Episode Seven yeah. originally, but he couldn't he do couldn't it. He couldn't do it because he's doing Tomorrowland. Well, that just means he does the last one. I hope Which, if so. you're gonna have, I'd rather him ha- wrap up the whole goddamn shebang than anything that else. J. I think that might I, be perfect I think, timing. I think J.J. Abrams does a good beginning movie. Yeah. Like he, like the first Star Trek was really fun. He's good at starting things. Yeah. But not necessarily continuing them. So yeah, I think that um, you know the second one will be good, but I would love to see Brad Bird wrap it yeah. up. Yeah, I do not like everyone does agree Brad Bird it seems to be the best choice to do the, at least mm-hmm. one of these goddamn movies. Yeah. Guillermo yeah. del Toro would be interesting too. Oh, that, I would love to see him do a side movie. Yeah, I don't want to see him want to do one of the main movies, but I would love to see one of the side. Guillermo movies del Toro is the Bill Baron Parpanoida. Yeah, dark, <laughs> the dark uh, gothic fantasy. Yeah. Baron Parpanoida. No, you give him the Yoda movie, and that exactly. actually be pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, just yeah. Yoda on Dagobah. 
It could just, it really could just, actually, he could come up with a No, it's gotta be Young Yoda with the mullet. Yeah. Young Yoda's mulleted adventures. Yeah. And who's the one directing the other one? The Godzilla, is it the Godzilla guy? And that's the one everyone's assuming is, that's the Boba Fett movie? Yeah. Yeah. One of the side movies. Gary Whitter. Whatever, man. He wrote that blind movie. That blind movie was terrible. Oh, I spoiled it. It's the, mo- it's the movie where God turns out to be blind the whole <gasps> time. Is Godzilla turned out to be blind the whole time. That's why he's stomping on him. Yeah. What happened? You're <laughs> hilarious. I know. Phys- uh-huh. Physical deformities are a waka waka waka. Uh-huh. Um, what else? I don't know. Ryan Johnson, he'll make a Star War. It'll be somber and weird. <laughs> It'll be so weird. We won't really care about the human characters very much. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Anything even, large and stompy will be fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if the new movie sucks, we can come out going, well, Brian Johnson's doing the next one. That could be good. Even mm-hmm. if the new one is fucking terrible, we can like, be like, okay, the new one could be that. I'm bracing myself. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm preparing myself mentally, emotionally, for the new one to be bad. It would be very... Very difficult for it to be worse than the Phantom Menace. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we well, already the have Phantom that. Phantom Menace is fascinatingly bad. It's almost <laughs> it like it's it's like it's bad. outsider art bad. Oh. It's kind of like a a, a it's, oh, cheer. I'm who doesn't fascinated know what he's doing by then. how yeah. bizarre that movie mm-hmm. is. The thing that I am most concerned about with these new films is not mm-hmm. that I am concerned that it will feel too corporate and safe. And then it will basically be like, I have just ridden a very good Star Wars themed theme I'd park ride. I'd be worried it would be more fanficy, but you were yeah. Kind of- yeah. Well, the thing with the Phantom Menace is after the new trailer came out, we went back to see, we were like, well, what was the Phantom Menace trailer like when that came out? And we watched it, and it shows exactly what that movie was going to be like. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to believe it. Sitting there, yeah. really looking at each it other. Yeah, it was, a lot of, it was a lot of very quiet, like, people standing and staring out windows and, like, talking to each other. Yeah. Like, Lots of Jar Jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that trailer. Yep. Some pod races. Yep. Dark Maul for an instant. That's right, because when, when the new trailer came out, like, I saw some articles, like, reminiscing about the Phantom Menace teaser coming out. And that it was also, like, released online through Apple. It was a big deal of people, like, downloading the teaser uh, while it was simultaneously released in a few theaters. Like, so it was kind of a similar method of, of the trailer being released, although much earlier yeah. version of the internet. So it was, like, a, a huge deal for it to come Probably out there. Probably take it two hours to download, right, exactly. like, a super low so, version um, of it, yeah. So people were kind of reminiscing about that teaser. And, yeah, we went and watched it, and... Shows exactly sure, how shitty definitely. that movie is. Yeah. I still think it's a, I, I, I I hated it as much as anybody oh, on earth, yeah. but I think it's a fascinating screw yeah. up. Totally. Because yeah. it is so it is so the one thing I, I do feel I think I've said this before, so forgive me if I have, but the one thing I do like about the prequels, or not like, but admire, is that they are the lunatic vision of one man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is that this is now going to be risks becoming the vision of a corporate brand driven strategy mm-hmm. i don't i think probably everybody involved is too smart and too mm-hmm. in love with what they're doing to make let that happen yeah i think so. they're smart enough i think we're okay with the three main the the, the sequel trilogy i'm mm-hmm. more worried about the spinoffs Me too. where because yeah. that that's where things get really hairy not yeah. not to say that the the, the three core movies are going to be perfect mm-hmm. or anything like that but as long as they get people who really care about the franchise, who are talented, like, is, is, if they lock in Brad Bird for the third one, I'm not too worried. The movie, you know, like, I'll have issues with the trilogy and stuff like that. But I, was, at I, least, I thought Ryan Johnson was doing eight and nine. That's what the, was the rumor, but I can't imagine they would hand him. Yeah. yeah, supposedly last I heard that he's uh, he he has a hand in writing the the, the last one. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, but it makes sense to bring in a third person. Let's get David Lynch in there. Let's give him yeah. a chance to redo it. Let's see how he always I can't imagine David Lynch would have. I, I, everyone says that it was a real thing that almost happened, and I still can't believe that because. No, it was. He, I, yeah. Lynch has told the story. How do you David Lynch to Richard Mark one, who only really directed, like, BBC made-for-TV movies? And they were like, how are you, like, on a piece of paper? Like, you got one side, Richard Mark one. Lucas David wanted Rich. a director he could, who was he gifted to enough to control. But gifted, but could be controlled. Was calm, level-headed. He had a rough time with Kirshner. See, yeah. David Lynch gets so much, he gets so much uh, good press out of, like, oh, my meeting with George Lucas, all he wanted to talk about was Ewoks. I can imagine George Lucas is the opposite story of, like, my meeting with David Lynch is all I wanted to talk about was fucking midgets, midgets fucking each other, talking backwards. <laughs> like, they, I'm sure, like, George Lucas has had that conversation was just as whacked out as David Lynch's, you know, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. His, uh, what, what David Lynch's ideas for a Star Wars movie would be, would be yeah. like, yeah. They would be so gloriously bizarre. All the weird, evil force then stuff again, would I'm be not a so David great. There'd be so many cameras going into Emperor's eyeball. It'd be exactly. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Star Wars. Yeah, I'm bringing big, bring back. Uh, by the way, uh, non-related to Star Wars, super stoked for. Any, I've been rewatching Twin Peaks on Netflix. I need to catch and, up, and because I hadn't watched That's it probably right. since a lot of it came out, and and I was I've been rewatching him because I was excited to hear that he's coming out with new uh, third season. You, you guys know? like Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is the first season of Twin Peaks is is great. I still when it first came I on, I tried to wait. watch the first two episodes. So I, I couldn't watched, get into it. But. I watched through it on Netflix a couple years ago for the first time. And I didn't realize until about a year after that that I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, I think that's great. Yeah. That's, so like, yeah. it, you, but it stayed in your head. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. There's so like it was, you know, I don't think it's aged particularly well. No. Well, he would watch it while I was at work, so I would come home and he'd be in the middle of watching an episode, and I'd be like, "How is it?" And he like he'd just be like, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've had a, a yeah. very odd relationship with Lynch films in the past. It's just like I had to watch them for school and things like that. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this new season. I think Is that coming out next year? I think it's next year. The, my, the rewatch just sort of con, remi- reminded me how Agent Dale Cooper is one of my all-time favorite TV characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McLaughlin totally. is so good in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Sorry, I, I know I'm saying, like, super obvious things. Did you know Twin Peaks is a good show? You should watch it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but really, the most fucked up thing in, 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 in the Star Wars trailer was Chris Pratt. Running around with velociraptors at the end. Probably is stone faced right now. Oh, and it's not funny. <laughs> From what I could tell, if that was like maybe you never saw Jurassic Park or the trailer, then I forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're just a Jurassic Park fan. I should not be messing around. That's like going up to Annie with Catholicism and say, "Hey, here's a joke about." Boy, Coke. talk about a trailer that looks like it's just. I mean, as Drew McWeeney put it, it looks like it's just fan fiction for the oh, original really movie. Does I was like fine with it. Would have, if they just if it was just about normal dinosaurs i'd be on board but when they're like we'd be genetically modified even more fucked up dinosaur and it's like, got like this shitty prop of like a spine of a dinosaur with tubes coming something. out of yeah. it oh my god it what? looks so oh that bad. you see a flash of like there is some kind of like yeah like dino spine was like shipping injected or yeah something like that. it looks which kind of suggests that maybe they frankenstein a dinosaur so together or something or bad i <sighs> love Jurassic Park. It's my favorite movie Jeez, of all time. I love the books. I even like The Lost World just fine. The third movie, not so much. But, like, I, I love Jurassic Park, and this misses the point of anything that Aww. makes Jurassic Park great at all. Aww. Well, didn't you ever wish that you could watch trained velociraptors riding alongside a motorcycle? That was the Come on! worst! I I, would, and they come out of little greyhound gates! They would eat him! 
Did you see him? Did you see the secondary trailer? They're racing him for sport, Conley. Did you see how somebody re-edited the the trailer so it's uh, to him and speech about the flea circus, though? That was actually a really cute (laughs) Uh, recut. It's just uh, an audio swapping out thing where he's like, I the flea circus, the little motorway. But it's still, you know, it's kind of a little more haunting, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This part Uh, where Bill starts saying, what else came out in 2015? Avengers. Mad Max. I'm excited for oh, new Mad Max. That trailer. That I also trailer want to see was... the movie because I thought the movie could live up to the trailer. The trailer you know, looks so good. If you watch that trailer re- and, and pretend you're watching a trailer for a Cirque du Soleil uh, oh, performance, yeah. it kind of works. Like it. it looks like Cirque du Soleil yeah. with like like a PG, like an R-rated Cirque du Soleil. Well, it's it got looks... weird punches of color. And yeah, it looks yeah. Like, batshit. Like, I, I love, love it. The like, the, I love that they make it look. I love that they make it look so visually striking. Yeah. For like post-apocalyptic is like. The, you know, the quintessential, like, brown, yeah, like, it could be easily just, like, all fucking brown, like, next-gen gaming system brown, and instead, like, it's it's a really visually striking-looking movie. Well, it's it, more it looks, than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's the kind of thing they were going up against, is, like, a mm-hmm. generation who's grown up playing Fallout games and shit right. like that. Like, how do you reinvent? Re- well, it still yeah. looks like Mad Max, but it's a little exactly, more but punched it, up. It, it, But they don't yeah, even understand awesome. that yeah. all those games are ripping off the road exactly. Yeah, so exactly. that's the thing. Oh, of course, exactly, people, yeah. people had a field day when the first when that trailer first came out. Came out people were saying, oh, they, they, they looks like they made a Fallout movie. And, of course, people tweeting that, like, retweeting people, like, you know, yeah, you yeah. you really you realize how old you are when you when people think Halo isn't it doesn't have anything to do with aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot we are getting Tomorrowland next year. Um, yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm I'm pretty excited, frankly, for the I, I I'm not a big James Bond fan, but I'm a big Daniel Craig is James Bond fan, and I'm pretty stoked for Spectre. They can finish that movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What they're supposedly already three hundred million dollars over budget. Oh, jeez. Well, that's, that's, next that's part year? of the Sony Lakes. Yeah, it's around. supposed to be out like next Thanksgiving. Wow, yeah. turn around quick. And supposedly, uh, Django Unchained is playing Blofeld. That's yeah. the rumor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it sounds like this is gonna be the like like the instead of the rebooting James Bond with this, you know, because the last movie set up like yeah, pretty much the beginning of James Bond again. So yeah, he walks movie. into basically Connery's office from the classic yes. films. Yeah, and he got yeah. Money Penny there and stuff. Man. Yeah. I did like that last movie. Skyfall had its major fucking problems. The way they get rid of that one lady. Yeah, I. That was bad. I was bad, but I liked it a lot too. Although I will be forever disappointed that they didn't get Sean Connery to play that role. Oh, I, I know. Because the only reason that character you is know there, they the, he, he, it was, it was, it was a role that was written for Sean Connery. Yeah, the yeah. writer yeah. came out and it. said that, and, and it only and it, it only makes sense, like it makes sense for Sean Connery. Like the role was created for him, and it, like that would have been. So good, They're perfect. Especially and, that's and, the last and like, they and like that's that's the reason that the line is there of the like I was doing this before you were born and like all that like that's yeah. like why doesn't make a lot of sense with Albert Finney. Yeah, <laughs> what's funny is that it, you know yeah. I, there's always that that you know that there's that one kind of silly fan wank yeah. that says that James the, these movies actually take place all of them take place in one continuous continuum yeah. and and basically a different guy's been named James Bond all along. Yeah, James Bond and the, the and, the, name, and yeah. the, that would have played great into people's little that dumb theory because yeah. Yeah. basically we said, well, Connery retired from being James Bond the first time and he's just been the groundskeeper and he yeah. raised the next one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or raised so, the, the sixth one. I, I wonder yeah. if the Broccoli's objected to that because it seems like from a creative perspective, that's fucking great. Like, no, I think Connery's in ill health. He, oh, that's why I forgot, I forgot is, that Connery's actually a human being and it can't be programmed yeah, to say things no, he doesn't want to say. No, he is in poor health and he can't. So, um, in my mind, I will just imagine that that's Sean Connery every time. And, uh, in your mind, like there. inside yeah. out. <laughs> I, I, 
I swear to God, this weird digression in the next movie is coming out next year is worth it just for shit like that, just for Conley, just to kind of... Or as I like to call it, Herman's Head, the movie. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> there was like a TV like, series of this exact thing. I was really disappointed in the Inside Out trailer for its like super stereotypical gender role yeah, parent, parent stuff. That was... Yeah, that really stuck unpleasant. out. Yeah, that was The guy really... likes sports, Conley. Yeah. She likes romantic movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mom wants to bang Brazilian yeah. Right. Butt. The mom nags the dad a lot, but he just wants to zone out and not listen to her and watch sports movies. It is like so something from like 20 years like, ago, oh like a God. sitcom, like bull- yeah. TGIF Friday's bullshit, but yeah. 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 But it's done we'll by the guys who did Up, who can't be told. We'll see. Yeah. It's got know, Amy Poehler as the voice of Joy. She's and great. Uh-huh. I like her. Yeah, they I got like nothing going on. She she killed Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. She divorced uh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Mr. F. Yeah. I love that Mr. F is in a Mad Max movie. So Metal good. retarded female. By the way, did you uh, know that... Um, the guy with the in the Mad Max trailer with the um, oh yeah, the giant jaw what's thing? it got pointed out to me? That is the that is the toe cutter from the first Mad Max. That actor. Oh no shit! It is the actor who played the lead bad guy in the very first Mad Max film. Which I wonder if they're gonna say that's the same character because he had what's his face appear in the like Mad Max two and three. Um, Bruce Spence. And he's essentially kind of playing the same character, yeah. but not quite. But they never really kind of. I hope they kind of do that again because Mad Max is weird that way. I'll bet you he oh. snuck Gibson in somewhere. I'll bet Gibson has a cameo of some kind. Just he may not be playing. He might be playing Max, but he may be but playing something. But it'd be something. great if he's like eating rats, like in some kind of thing or something like that. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you're playing the Mad Max, like or Mel Gibson being nuts, like why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yep. There's a lot of there's some exciting shit coming out there next is. year. I mean, next year is going to be bananas, yeah. Yeah. right? I was a little bummed by this year's crop of movies. Says the yeah. guy who really just didn't see anything. But like shit, next year, at yeah. least the blockbuster seems like there's a lot of crazy shit. The blockbuster season is is there's a almost too much to pick from yeah mm-hmm. and it also it also seems like it's about 1993 again yeah. <laughs> it's so weird all the wall superhero movies and shit like that mm-hmm. so. anyway i should stop and let you guys go so you can go home it is already 9 30 um, whatever man or we could just sit here and talk, talk about, about star wars talk about big hero star six wars. that was really good was that good? Yeah. Drew. it was really cute conley yeah. drew princess leia yes uh <laughs> tween <laughs> tween leia <laughs> so good who plays young jimmy smiths yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you have to draw so much young Jimmy Smiths in a comic like that. Though. Yeah, not that it's a problem, but like, yeah, you have well, to make, forget it. You have you to make can... all the wrong interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the deal. Probably right wants something new with Jimmy Smith. 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 Hell yeah. Smith. Uh-huh. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's a good way to You gotta make sure Jimmy Smith is driving around in that little that 50s hot rod speeder you yeah, had, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. He's got plenty just... of uh, Betty Bots. Oh, like. yeah, that's yeah. right. All the big boob robot ladies. <laughs> Why, what? <laughs> They're okay. So, <laughs> it, it's like a tiny background thing in. Um, are they are they in Revenge of the Sith? Either that yeah. or there's like clothes. there's like one walking up the stairs at the like theater. Oh, or is it the, like the Baron Papanoid scene? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's like this like sex bot looking thing. It looks like some kind of heavy metal. I, I've right, seen that. Yeah, 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 and they then incorporated them into the Clone Wars cartoon. I don't oh, really? That yeah, yeah, they're just like background. Mike, there's an episode of the Clone Wars where Sice Noodles murders someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you joking? Sice Noodles is a fucking assassin. No. No. 
He's not they joking. Did, no. They did that episode, and I was like, I. Well, wait, wait, no, I, I'm trying to make sure you're you're. No, I'm. Well, I've said some bullshit there in the podcast, but no, this is like this is not joking. This is one of those things where it sounds like Bill's just making up shit. It does. Like, this sounds yeah. like random Bill. So the Max Rebill band is a is a super spy outfit in the Clone Wars well, cartoon. Well, this is before the foundation of the Max Rebill band. Oh, but, he's yeah. he's hiding out. It's like it's like I spied. He's yeah. he's hiding out. He's pretending to be in the Max Rebo band while he's hiding out in Jedha's palace. He's I actually forgot a about like spy for hire. Shit like that that is wow. Yeah. You, when you make me my list of I'm, Clone Wars I was, episodes I, I have actually, to watch, I was on send my, me that one. That might be a fun that. detour. Maybe that would be a good that episode. Is the, uh, yeah. That sounds like something I would have put in was, Jackson's I 11. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard I was, of. I was on my phone during the podcast starting to like gather episodes to send to you. So okay. I'm going to send you the list. Okay. Oh my god. Well, right. yep. That was our Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or as I like to call it, the Papanoida cast. Um, when oh. the full trailer comes out, attached to Avengers, I'm sure, yeah. we'll come back and talk yeah. again so, in May or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is fine because our first podcast was back in last May, so it makes yeah. sense. Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Does anybody give a shit thing. about The Hobbit? Nobody cares. No. I don't that came out today and... Nobody cares. Did you cares. see either of the first two? Yeah, I saw, saw the first one. I don't remember what happened in them. It wasn't terrible. It was just boring as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't offensively bad. It's not like, you know, fucking no. Gandalf's like reaching out of, the, out of the screen to like like fondle your, your man boobs. <laughs> and, and I like, would have liked that. Like, <laughs> like graze like a butter-fingered like, you know, uh, like thumb over your nipples. Butter-fingered you know. thumb. Yeah. He has like... butter-fingers for thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw the 3D is all I'm saying I had some ideas. My mind yeah. wandered a little bit during yeah. that first movie. No, I love the Lord of the Rings movies and books and uh, Hobbit, no. no. I, I do wonder if, because, yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what happened in the first two. Yeah. But the thing is, that's funny is I'll see it out of out of brand loyalty. I'll, like, I'll go. Uh, my oh, kid wants, my kid wants, Stephanie wants to see it when she comes oh, to okay, town. Oh, okay, okay. But the thing that's funny is, I, I really am going to have to watch the first two, like, right away, so I know what the fuck is going on, because I don't remember anything. Wait, there was watch. Like a, there was some necromancer character that was, Let's like, supposed to, clearly is going to become, Larry? I don't remember any of it. Isn't there some gold and some dwarves? How many dwarves were there? There might have been a dragon. Seven? I think there's, like, seven the of them. The dragon looked cool. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I guess it would make sense. It would probably be the the Avengers before the, the, the full Star yeah. Wars, which, sir. Yep. Wow. There was a rumor that, that should be fun. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. There was rumors that we were going to get an actual The Force Awakens poster in time for Christmas that they would put out for like you know Christmas Day. So that's won't be better than Phil Noto's. No, I was. Wait, which one? Oh, Phil Noto's. Yeah, it, like that was like the first piece of The Force Awakens fan art I saw after they actually yeah. had the trailer. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, at the very latest, we'll be talking to you guys again in May. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Are you what? still taping? Yeah, no, we're still recording. Oh. It's still going. It's been two and two and two hours and fourteen minutes, but. With no editing, because I don't. That's not how I roll. <laughs> I like the warts and all from podcast so the, presentation. The boy howdy audience likes it. Yeah, exactly. Raw, yeah. uncut. Well, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is. You guys can outro yourselves if you like. Uh, I'm Jimmy Pressler, and you can find me on Twitter somewhere. Something, Jimmy something. Jimmy PGD. You're probably gonna be working at at the comic book shop. Yeah. So, so you were you were gonna you don't sell comic books. You make comic books. I don't even know if you want to say where you work at. Yeah, I work for Dark Horse Comics. Woo! Swing by, say hi. So angry about <laughs> losing that license. Jimmy's just been so angry about it. All hey, time. I worked on Star Wars for like a year of my life, oh. like officially. Which that's, that's the other pretty thing. That's the other. Cool. That's cool. Which, which yeah, also, no, that is cool. Yeah, you got to be part of something official. That's yeah. Not, not to drag us back into the podcast, I'll just briefly say, yeah. ask Jimmy sometime about how he feels about the Force Awakens logo after he worked on Star Wars for 
easier. Yeah. That'll mm-hmm. be that, that could be a dose of other yep. solutions. You probably have to edit this part out now. Yeah. <laughs> you may have it's to edit some of the end. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mike? We can't talk much about our jobs. Um, <laughs> my name's Mike. Sorry to hear that, Mike. What, what did you do to get thrown into this pop culture jail? My name is Post Gallium. I'm flying my X-Wing. Oh, I forgot. It's Poe. Yeah, is it a Poe Dameron? It's Poe Dameron. And as many people have joked already, if you switch the names and change one letter, it's Nicolas Cage's character's name from Con Air. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Cameron Poe. Cameron right? Poe. Oh, really? His name was Cameron Poe. I think it's like, this is an elaborate uh, Con Air reference. Why not? Yeah. He must be a pretty important character when he's got a whole name. Yeah. Yeah. Got home. He takes off that helmet and he gets all your face got impressions from your helmet. He's got a bruised face. face. Looks like someone <laughs> punched him. Oh, does he? Yeah. I don't know. One of his cheeks is all purple. Man, so he like gets punched and then she's like, oh, I've got a bunch of X-Wings and some friend pilots on the other side of this. Like, you just stay here for two hours while I walk back to my X-Wings and come yeah. back and beat your ass. Yeah. That's that whole scene. It's completely that has nothing to do with the plot. He just a guy gets beat up on the cantina bar on Yavin and comes mm-hmm. back like, I got some friends. I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you. Go I really hope that they release Star Wars in a high frame rate because I really, just really like my 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 uh, Star Wars to look like 1970s British television. Oh yeah. I, I'm really. No, uh, no thank you. So uh, I'm that. Conley. You can find me on Twitter at Conley Draws. Woo. Um. Oh, yeah, I should, like, spell my name, because it's weird. C-O-N-L-E-Y. Is the E, Draws. is that the tricky part? Um, I get lots of weird spellings for my name. I've had a relative send me something once to C-O-N-N-E-L-L-E-Y. Connolly? Connolly. And every time I, I go that, to yeah. Starbucks, I get something different. Oh, yeah, that's, that was going to be my joke. C-O-N-L-E-Y. C-O-M-L-E-Y. Connolly? Yeah. I'm just going to call you Connolly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Hi, this, this is the high energy jokes you get from Bill Munchen <laughs> at the end of a two and a half hour long Star Wars podcast yep. that we're recording on the middle of a weeknight of all things. By uh-huh. the way, there was a moment during the podcast when you did something to your hair yeah. and I have never seen it stand taller. You look like Buster Poindexter. It wash- was amazing. You just don't wash it for three days and get frustrated by thinking about Phantom Menace. You go, what? <laughs> I get baby hair. You, you, you turned into Egon there for a second. A little bit. Oh, man. Pretty yeah. fantastic. So we gotta talk about Ghostbusters four, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Paul Bill, Fink. your name is. One of the Sony links was Paul Fig's p- pitch for what the next Ghostbuster should be, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. My name's Bill Mudrid. I'm probably copyright infringing somewhere in your galaxy. I've got a web shop. If you want Prince of Doctor Who, probably Star Wars shit so sooner than later. Back to the Future stuff by the end of 2015. Yeah. How are you even, man? Jimmy and I were huge Star Wars fans. Do you guys like? Oh, not Star Wars. Back to the Future. <laughs> this is you and me, Bill. Yeah. This well, I know you're a star. I know you're a Back to the Future nerd. I don't know how I'm going to get to to December 2015 when we got to get to October 2015. I know. I know. Shit, because that actually may be a bigger thing for me than new Star Wars coming out. It's like that's going to be it's October. It'll act, all the fucking Facebook jokes and shit will be. Oh over, yeah, we're having we'll a crazy bubble shield. Day. Just like fuck you guys. You guys don't even know what's happening. Yeah, and at least all the people will be right for one day. Yeah. Today's the day that Marty McFly comes back. Anyway, yeah. so we'll have to do a Back to the Future podcast next year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that's 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 us for checking out for for 2014. Woo! Okay, we'll see you guys. We have to go. Oh no, we're getting attacked because we're still sitting in the holy
I'm fat R2D2, Mike is either Chewbacca, but no, Chewbacca never sits in the back, so you're R2D2. I do a pretty good Wookiee. Yeah, why are we. Yeah! And it is like Star Wars. Oh my god, we're really getting tired of our Oh no! Right now. Oh, no. Tune in next time for uh, see how this cliffhanger turns out. I got one! Oh no, poo poo pew, pew. Don't get cocky, kid. Oh, we should have sent two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should, one of us should probably get in the turrets. Oh, yeah. I already did. Oh. I got yeah. one. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in the other one. <laughs> well, I, I, I think we're guys. I think we're already crashing anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyb